Welcome to April Memorial Stadium. Mama's College Fighting Scouts football on the air here on AM 1330 FM 94.1 WRAM. It is homecoming week for the Scouts. Always a special weekend on campus. And actually, as I look out over the way, uh, uh, I'm, first of all, I'm with Tony Wyman today. I'm John Temple with Tony Wyman. So I'm in for uh, Brett Dugan out of, out, of, uh, out of town today. So I get to share the booth again with T-Dub. How you doing, T-Dub? I'm doing great, Sean. Thanks for having me. You bet. Uh, and I'll go back to my previous point. Uh, Monmouth College legend Scott Woods is coming across the field over there. He's on the chain gang. So you know it's got to be homecoming week. It looks like he's coming from the parking lot. Well, so. And I noticed that you didn't do the finger quote around legend, but, yeah, we, we get to see Woody making his much-awaited uh, appearance here at April Zorn Memorial Stadium. We had an uh, opening day here, which was the first night game in, in April Zorn Memorial Stadium history. Uh, had a three-hour rain delay. It didn't even get that thing going until like 10 o'clock. And uh, actually got graced with uh, uh, Mr. Woods' presence. But uh, anyway, he's a uh, former athlete here at Monmouth College. My point is, it's homecoming weekend, and you see guys like that on campus. Very yeah, cool. Yeah, it's great to see everybody back. I mean, I got here early just because I kind of wanted to, to, to roam around. And, I mean, there's there's smoke everywhere. You can smell the meat. The foot traffic is unbelievable. It's October 1st. What a great day. Looking out right across, actually across the field into the parking lot, seeing all kinds of pits uh, set up for for the, uh, the home, homecoming tailgate parking lot over there, just a special weekend on campus. Also, it's Hall of Fame weekend. The, the new inductees we'll talk about at halftime. I think I think they're getting inducted at halftime here on the field, so we'll talk about that as well. Just a special day on campus. Oh, and there's a football game, too. I guess we should say that, too. And, and not to mention, <laughs> the sun is out. It's 65, 67 degrees. It's just beautiful. No rain in the forecast. We have had rain all three games that we've done, Monmouth College, on Saturday afternoons. Literally downpours of rain in all three games. And if it rains today, I am really a jinx, that's for sure. Yeah, I, I would put that on you, yeah. Scouts <laughs> coming off a bye week. They are sitting at, uh, right now, sitting uh, at 2-1, and 2-0 and in the Midwest Conference, tied for first place with Lake Forest, Griffin, and the University of Chicago. That is absolutely the four teams at the start of the season, the coaches said uh, we're going to be battling for the for the conference championship, and they've all started off at two and zero. Scott's again off the bye week, but their uh, game before the bye week looks like they're really, really starting to hit that offensive stride with a fifty-one to twenty win over at Illinois College. And you know, they, they always have that tough game with Warburg at the start, and and we've talked about it quite a few times here. Um, the you don't get an at-large in the Midwest Conference. You have to win the conference to get into the uh, to the tournament. So you might as well make your non-conference game tough. And the Scots do year in, year out. Yeah, yeah every year you start out with Wartburg. Yeah, you're, you're definitely using that as a measuring stick. Uh, I believe you and I, last year's season opener, we called the Wartburg game. And, and yes, they are a very good uh, organization up there. But, yeah, I think usually it comes down to you and I have always talked about this. There's there's like a points thing. you got to win quarters, and, and there's all these crazy things that happen at the end of yeah. the year. There's so many tiebreakers, but uh, I look for the Scots to get a win today. Yeah, the Scots did the Midwest Conference back to one full conference. They were in divisions there for a short period of time, and that made it kind of cool. You had the conference championship game at the end with the two division winners, but I kind of like the, the full the full conference thing now where you got to play everybody. They all count, not just four or five games. Yeah, I, I think I like that better, too. I agree with you 100% there. Lawrence University uh, struggling a little bit this year, 0-3 overall, 0-2 in Midwest Conference play, uh, only 39 guys on the roster, whereas you know, we're, no, we're used to seeing you know, 100 to 120 on the sideline of Monmouth College. Uh, Lawrence University, just 39 guys on the sideline or on the roster uh, under head coach Tony Akers, the second season there. Got a couple wins last year, and then uh, I, I don't know what has happened between now and then in the offseason, but that's 39 guys on the roster and 0-3 and, and, uh, and taking some Pretty good licking so far this year. Lake Forest, no no shame there. 55 nothing. 
Grinnell losing 28-7, to and the University of Minnesota Morris losing 49-19 to uh, last week. They did not have to buy. Their buy was opening week. Uh, the Scots, on the other hand, starting off this season, they, they uh, lost to Wartburg 34-7. to We talked about the Knights. Grinnell College got a 48 nothing win, and then Illinois College 51-20. So 99 to 20 in their first two conference games. That's a good start. That's a very good start. Yeah, and we look to see some offensive explosion. I think from the Scots today, whereas adversely for the Lawrence sideline, there's struggle. You know, a little bit of struggle there, averaging 154 yards on the offensive side of the ball. So something's going to have to give today. Scots had some trouble running the football in that first game against Warburg. A lot of teams do. As year in year out, Warburg puts one of the best defenses in the nation out on the field. So they had some trouble running the football. Got a little better in the week two win uh, against Grinnell, or excuse me, against yeah against Grinnell, and then uh, really started to come alive a little bit last week against Illinois College. That's that's going to be that's going to be the thing. They got to get that running game going. Yeah, and that's actually one of my key notes when if, if and when we get into those is use that run to set up the passing game for for Riley Federer. Uh, the senior on this uh, Fighting Scott team, if they establish that run, I think it's going to open up so many other things. Kellogg Printing Pre-Game Show for Monmouth College Fighting Scott Football. Kellogg Printing Company Incorporated on the public square in Monmouth since 1924. Kellogg Printing is a full-service commercial printer serving local and nationwide clients. The game today, as always, powered by the Greater Warren County United Way, where 100% of your donations directly impact our communities. The Greater Warren County United Way is now open on the public square in downtown Monmouth, and Tony and I broadcasting from the Victor Royce Furniture Broadcast booth. We'll come back with my chat earlier in the week with head coach Chad Braun on our Monmouth Farm and Home Realty pregame coaches interview. We'll be back with that in 30 seconds. It's time for our Monmouth Farm and Home Realty pregame coaches interview. If you're ready to buy or sell your home, call Monmouth Farm and Home Realty at 734-6600 or check them out online at monmouthfarmandhomerealty.com. Joining me on the pregame show, as always, for Scott's Football, Scott's head coach, Chad Braun. Looks like a beautiful day for homecoming football on Saturday, my man. Yeah, for sure. It looks like it's football weather. Uh, <laughs> finally. Start, starting to finally turn and become football weather. Yeah, it should, should be a great day, uh, beautiful forecast and uh, you know i'm sure we'll have a lot of alums back and it'll, it'll be a good day let me find some wood no rain in the forecast so i'm knocking on some <laughs> well wood. you know yeah it, there hasn't been rain in the forecast for any of our games and it comes out of nowhere so yeah it's a, I, I told people we're no longer the fighting scots we're the rainy scots so. <laughs> the fighting wet scots yeah. is what we are uh we'll rehash uh the last time just coming off a of bye week scott's uh, had a bye week last uh, saturday but coming off a really nice win against uh, Illinois College, got down seven nothing. Oh boy! And then fifty-one straight points by by the Scots to get a comfortable fifty-one to twenty win. A late score by IC got them their twenty. But man, I'll tell you what: fifty-one straight points that doesn't happen very often. No, no, um, you know that's you know it really you know goes to all three phases of our game. You know, I thought our offense was tremendous, but you know our defense gave our offense a lot of short fields, and then our special teams were excellent. You know, we. We late in the half, uh, they don't get a punt off, and we tackle their punter behind the line of scrimmage there. So um, all three phases I thought were all, were really, really good um, against Illinois College, and that's how you reel off 51 in a row. So, um, you know, I thought we, we, we played a complete game for sure. Uh, defensively, I mean, unbelievable. Get, getting off the field is important in any game. One for 12 on third down was IC, and one for four on fourth down. So, what, two for 16 on third and fourth down. That's going to win a lot of ball games. Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, and we talk about you know how how to become a great third third and fourth down team. You got to become a great first down team. You know, you get teams behind the chains, and and we've done a great job of you know getting negative plays, 
um, against teams and, and putting them in second and third and long situations. And then, you know, we're able to pin our ears back with that pass rush that we have and, and uh, make, make teams very uncomfortable on third and fourth down. It was, a, it was definitely a fun game to call. I'm sure it was a fun game to, to, uh, to play in and coach as well. Uh, that puts uh, the Scots at 2-1 and one again after the bye week. How'd the bye week go? Yeah, it went really, really well. Um, you know, we, we just practiced Tuesday and Wednesday this week, had two really good practices. Um, you know, our guys lift, lifted weights early Thursday morning, then we gave them a long weekend off and came back last night, uh, got back in the weight room again. Um, today we'll meet and uh, watch some film and – and then we'll get back to a normal week this week. So, um, yeah, you know, I feel like, you know, just after giving our guys four days off and seeing them late last night in the weight room, um, our guys really looked refreshed, looked cranked up, ready to go. So um, excited to get back to playing football. Yeah, a little banged up there early on in the season, so a great chance to get healthy. Yeah, for sure, yeah. You know, um, I think we're really, really healthy going into this week, you know, so that's ni nice to have and – um, you know, it's nice to get your players refreshed because, you know, you come into camp and it's, you know, a long three weeks before you play your first game. And then, you know, you got three weeks where, you know, um, it's, it's kind of a grind. And, and now you got a little bit of a break and now you get refreshed here for the for the last seven. Yeah, you like you like the bye week this this early, or like it more in the middle? If you, yeah, if you, you know, I mean, it, it it really is kind of almost in the middle of our season. You know, um, now you know, I mean, you're, you're playing good football. You you hate to break that momentum, <laughs> but um, you know, we have a veteran team. I really like the leadership of this football team. Um, you know, I, I I'm not worried about us coming off a of bye week. I think our guys will be uh, ready to go. You know, we have, we have a lot of veteran players, and they know how to handle things. Um, do a great job. Um, you know, just one of the things I don't talk about enough about this team is what they do outside, uh, you know, in the community and stuff. We went down to Warren Achievement uh, last Tuesday, and I took Corbin Personette, Carter Boyer, Jake Uraz, Raheem Spinks down there. Man, they did an awesome job with, with uh, you know, at Warren Achievement and uh, really was a, a great experience for those young men. That That's awesome. That's important to you. Yeah, very much so. Yeah, you know, I mean, we you know, we talk about – um, you know, we want our guys to, to not only be great on the field, but be great off the field, you know, in the classroom, in the community. Um, all those areas are super, super important to us. And, and uh, yeah, it was a really neat experience. You know, Jake Uraz came back um, from that experience, and he's like, Coach, you know, I might try and volunteer once a week down there, you know. So, um, you know, our players were really touched from that experience. Good. And it's good to see Jake back out on the field too. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, we're excited to get – Jake Rowan, you know, got a three catches last game, and, you know, he's he's going to have a big year for us down the stretch. Good. Well, let's uh, switch, let's turn our attention to Lawrence University. They are 0-3. Uh, they played last week. They didn't have a non-conference game at the start of the year. Kind of plopped one in here during the bye week. So they're, they're coming off They're coming off a game. I mean, is that – well, I mean, what kind of – does that concern you at all? Or? Um, not, not, not really, no. Um, you know, I mean, yeah, they might be in rhythm because, you know, they've, they've continued to play, but – um, you know, we're going to be fresh. We're going to be ready to go. Um, it's homecoming. You know, our guys are going to be they're ready to play football again, you know, so they're excited to get out there. And, you know, our whole whole theme for our team is, you know, get better every week. And, and you know, this is another opportunity for us to get better this week. And that's what we want to see out of our players. Yeah. What have you seen out of, out of Lawrence University? Yeah, uh, really athletic quarterback. Um, I think he's probably their leading rusher on their team. They run him a lot, um, you know, um, Number five, I think Logan Olson is his name. Uh, really good receiver form. Uh, defensively, 
Um, I haven't watched him a whole lot. Um, you know, I kind of leave that up to the offensive staff, but um, I've just watched him on the offensive side of the ball. And um, their head coach um, does a great job. You know, he's he's a former receiver uh, coach, and and he really coaches up his receivers really well. They run great routes. Um, tough to defend. Yeah, uh, they've they've struggled a little bit here, and they're, they're struggling numbers wise. Um, just uh, and you know, look look at it on paper. How do you how do you stop from the letdown? Yeah, you know, like I said, I think the focus is it's never on our opponent. You know, um, for us, it's about getting better. You know, like it, you, you don't make it about who you're playing. When you make it about who you're playing, then you got to find ways to create motivation each and every week. When you make it about yourself and about getting better every week, every time we step on the field, every practice. Um, when you talk about talk about those things and those make those things the focus, then I think it doesn't matter who you're playing. You're you're ready to go out and play no matter what, you know. And 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 that's how we're going to approach this, and that's how we approach every game. Homecoming. You've been on campus for a long time now. Um, homecoming. You see former players coming back. I mean, tell me what homecoming means to you. Yeah, you know, it's it's really really special. Um, you know, obviously, you know, you got um, great members of the athletic community coming back because you got hall of fame people going in and and um you know we got three really good ones going in this year and and so you know that's always a good time and then you know for us you know for me personally it's you know i love when our former players come back and i get an opportunity to to see them and and visit with them and see them with their families and um you know it's special it's just you know a special time just walking around campus and just seeing all the activities going on the the campus buzzing and all the alumni back so it's it's uh yeah it's it's a neat experience uh you we talked about it last monday actually after after the uh, ic game and it is different than it's different than high school high school football coaches hate homecoming week it's a little different for college yeah for sure yeah you know high school you have to deal with so many you know outside things um you know spirit week you know people wearing you know different things different days and the dance and you know there's no dance in college you know it's it's just really for you know for us it's just about the game and um, but it's great you know having alums come back you know we normally have a couple alums pop out and talk at practice uh, this week you know because they're back you know for things and and so really the focus for us is really just the game all right uh, good luck thanks Sean appreciate it Monmouth College Fighting Scout football coach Chad Braun on our pregame coaches interview, which is sponsored by Monmouth Farm and Home Realty. If you're ready to buy or sell your home, call Monmouth Farm and Home Realty at 734-6600 or check them out online at monmouthfarmandhomerealty.com. We'll be back with more of the Kellogg Printing pregame show. We'll have the kickoff up at the top of the hour. You're listening to Scott's Football on AM 1330, FM 94.1, WREM, and Welcome back to 1330 FM 94.1 WRM and RadioMonmouth.com for Mighty Scouts football as we get close to kickoff. A couple more minutes during the pregame show, and then we'll uh, we'll get this uh, this thing kicked off. They are recognizing the 2022 Hall of Fame class right now. And uh, actually, I can get those to you folks, and we'll talk more about these uh, three individuals uh, coming up at halftime. But uh, going in is uh, Chris Pio, former coach, former athlete here, at Thomas College, a former SID, Sports Information Director, Chris Pyle, been with the with the college for quite some time. Taylor Thiel, one of the one of the uh, best baseball players, is suited up for the Scots uh, in history. Taylor Thiel's going in as well, uh, and also Denise Hughes Newell, maybe one of the uh, best women athletes that we've had here, donning the red and white for the Scots, all being recognized before the ball game. And uh, 
Again, we'll talk more about those three at the half. It's homecoming. It's, it's uh, Hall of Fame induction day. Lots of things going on, and again, and a football game. And a football game, you know, and we didn't touch on it in the pregame, but one of the things you said while we were off the air was what's so cool about it being homecoming and Hall of Fame day and everything is we saw all the recruits that were yes. being recruited, you know, out on the field, and they get to see some things. And, you know, it's, this is a special place. Pretty impressive facilities here at Monmouth College for sure. I've talked to some recruits uh, in the past, and, and I was like, man, well, I mean, what was one of the attractions? I mean, because Chris Brown gets, gets kids from Florida, gets kids from all over the United States. You know, what's, what's the allure? Well, one, the program. The program's just really good uh, uh, year in, year out. The facilities are top-notch here at, uh, at Monmouth College. And, uh, and I keep telling Coach Braun, if you need somebody to carry your luggage on these Florida <laughs> recruiting trips, I'm a good luggage carrier. <laughs> Not so much recruiters. No, 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 no. I don't know much about the uh, the uh, recruiting part of it. I'm but, not uh, sure I want you in my living room <laughs> convincing <laughs> my child to come to mom. Good but. point. I, I know the really other great reasons to go to the college. But yeah, well, you, but you'd be a good bank carrier. Yeah, exactly. All right, so let's get to some uh, some other things in the pregame show while they're recognizing this year's Hall of Fame fest. Oh, and also honored. Speaking of football, honored this weekend on campus was the 1972 undefeated Monmouth College team. The only undefeated. Of course, they didn't have the uh, the national tournament back then. Went 9-0 and in the regular season, and uh, and uh, the only undefeated team in, in history. The 1972 team was honored this weekend as well. Just a really cool weekend on campus. All right, let's get some uh, Bill Pan here. Your referees today sponsored by Kehoe Eye Care in Monmouth and Galesburg. Make sure you're seeing every play. Get your eyes examined regularly with Kehoe Eye Care. National Anthem was played fabulously by the uh, Monmouth College Fighting Scott Marching Band. That's sponsored by Stanton Insurance, your local all-state agency. Stanton Insurance in Monmouth since 1919. MC Swartmore, our uniform sponsors. Monmouth in their home with white pants with the red tops, white numbers. Lawrence University, dark dark pants with the uh, white tops and the dark numbers as well. MC Swartmore for all your all your sports equipment and team apparel. Hats, hoodies, polos, footballs, bats, gloves, and much, much more. MCSportMore.com. That just brings us to the most listened-to thing in the pregame show. It's the keys to the game. Sponsored by Midwest Bank, your locally-owned community bank, investing in you. Member FDIC, my broadcast partner. Tony Lyman, what's the keys to Obama getting a win today? Well, we got several keys. First of all, I think they need to set up a passing game with the run offense. We spoke about that a little bit earlier. you got you got a senior quarterback in Riley Federer. Uh, so that will help settle the nerves because there's, there's a lot going on here today. We've got a jam-packed stadium. It's homecoming week, so that will settle things down. Trust the process. Trust Coach Braun. And I tell you what, if you get ahead, keep the foot on the gas. Sounds like good keys to a uh, to the Scots getting a victory today. They will receive the kickoff. I didn't get a chance to catch who won the toss, but the Scots, will receive, so out uh, with the kicking unit, is the Lawrence Vikings at 0-3 overall, 0-2 in the Midwest Conference. The Scots lost their opener to Warburg in a non-conference affair here on the first night game at April's on Memorial Stadium that went uh, actually almost, I think folks were talking the first Sunday game in April's on Memorial Stadium as we were well past midnight when we signed off there. Yeah, I think that would have would have been a lot of fun, maybe. Uh, <laughs> it was for the first hour. <laughs> the last two hours of the delay got a little old. <laughs> All right, Scott, we see our uh, return team on the field. Not as deep uh, the, the uh, deep guy standing at the 20-yard line, so not not really deep here for the Scots. Ball is in the air. Farm King kickoff. The family store with more since 1959, taking it about the 17-yard line. 
out over the 30, out over the near the 40-yard line. We'll see where forward progress goes. That was Devin Graham on the uh, return. And, uh, he's been fun to watch return kick. Now, maybe not as risky as Nate Graham last year. Nate Graham, didn't oh. he didn't believe in a fair catch. No. <laughs> he was returning everything. So uh, Devin uh, gets it out to the 40-yard line. So the scouts' offense will take over. We'll get to our Monmouth McDonald's starting lineups. Now hiring. Check to see what openings are available at your local McDonald's. C.W., you want to get the Monmouth College Fighting Scout offense? Well, I can if the wind would stop blowing my papers away. I'll let, I'll let you take the offense and I can get the defense. There you go. We'll do that. Uh, after this first play by the Scots, better at quarterback from Rockridge High School. In motion, a little flare pass. They fake the flare to the right and dump it off to Devin Lawrence. He's still on his feet. He's got first down yards over midfield. Our first Pepperoni's Pizza first down. Casual pizzeria chain serving wings and New York-style pies, including vegan and gluten-free options. First play, 11 yards from Fetter to Devin Lawrence. Uh, your offense for the Monmouth College Hiding Scots at quarterback Riley Fetter from Rockbridge. Dylan Bone, your H-back, tailback Devin Lawrence. Straight ahead, Lawrence again. 40, 35, 30 down the sideline. He's gone. Second play for the scrimmage. Scott's up. 6 nothing already. 49-yard run by Devin Lawrence. And that is Lawrence's fourth rushing touchdown. And he got all three of his other ones in one game last time against Illinois College. So. Oh, boy, that was quick. <laughs> Instant offense. How about that? Devin Lawrence got a, uh, caught a pass out of the backfield for 11, and then another 49 yards there for the uh, touchdown run. So 60 yards on the drive for Devin Lawrence. And out comes your reigning Special Teams Player of the Week. Cody Zelf was a Special Teams Player of the Week last week. 7-for-7 seven seven on extra points, 3-for-3 three three on field goals, and 1-for-1 one one today. Zelf perfect on the year from the point after. 14-24, 36 seconds into the game. It is the Scott 7, the Lawrence Vikings 0. We'll be back in 30 seconds here on AM 1330, FM 94.1, WRM, and com. Welcome back to April Zorn Memorial Stadium. 36 seconds into the ballgame. The Scots up 7 nothing. They'll kick off down to about the 12-yard line. Be returned by the Vikings out over the 25. And a pretty good lick laid on there by the uh, by the Monmouth College fighting South Alex Kimmel down there in uh, in coverage for Egan Bender, one of the one of the 11s there. I think it was Egan Bender. He looks more 5'9 than he does 5'11. So we're going to give that one to Bender. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Lots of double numbers here for the Scott. And we'll give the uh, Scott's defense. You want to get the Scott's defense? Our mom is McDonald's fighting Scott's defense. Yeah, it all starts with the beef up front. you got number 57, Dylan Coy. Uh, he's one of the nose tackles. you got got uh, Corbin Personette, Nick Serrano, Tevin Baker. Number 52, Thomas Tomuski is one of the linebackers. Uh, he's followed in there with uh, Caleb Endicott. Jeremiah Glenn Lewis Charles, one of my favorite names for this Scott team. Play action pass. First uh, first play from scrimmage down the uh, right sideline. Good coverage there by the Scots. Pass goes incomplete. Uh, the safeties on the lineup for the Fighting Scots are number 14, Nick Harris. Number two is Xavier Cooper. And the DBs will be Rocky and Spinks from Gelsberg and Jalen Williams, two sophomores. We'll give your Lawrence offense here after this play as uh, Jack Sweeney at quarterback for the Lawrence Vikings. Uh, tries to go deep down the sideline. So second and 10 from the 26-yard line. It's time to give straight ahead. Not an odd handoff there. He just stood straight up like he was like in passing form. And yeah. A little handle, a little I, inside handoff there. I thought it was going to be a little. On the carry was uh, Pat Thompson. 
I thought that was going to be just a little play action. Yeah. On hand, he was standing straight up like he was in passing form. Your offense for Lawrence at quarterback Jack Sweeney, running back Jackson Howley, tight end Logan Olson, wide receivers Jack Spencer, Aiden Williams, Jackson Barber will give your lineman for the Vikings after this third and ten. No gain on the play. On second and ten, trying to draw the Scots off. That's not working, so we'll back out and get a new play in. Snap back to Sweeney. Looks out his oh, right. no, it's a pick six for the Scots. That is Nick Harris. Nick Harris, who made one of the, uh, oh, oh, I think we're going to get the turnover. Here he gets the turnover dunk here on the sideline. It is back. We had the, uh, they're going to get the basketball hoop now. That's a pick six for Nick Harris. So a minute 36 now into the ballgame. It is 13-0 pending this extra point. They're bringing the basketball hoop over for the uh, every turnover. This guy, whoever gets the turnover gets the dunk on the little hoop here. So over will come Nick Harris. This was here, uh, the opening night against Warburg, and then we didn't see it. In the, and there it is, the dunk. Nick Harris gets the dunk. And it is 13-0. Scott Cody's up, extra point. He's still perfect on the season. It's good. Well, a minute 36 into the ballgame. It is 14-0. Mama Cowboys leading the Lawrence Vikings. That is our second Robert Thompson trucking touchdown for all your rock, sand, dirt, and grain hauling needs. Call Robert Thompson trucking at 2697. We'll be back in 30 seconds. Back here at April's Zorn Memorial Stadium, Cody Selkow for his second kickoff of the day, the Farm King kickoff. The family stole with more since 1959. Kick is in the air. Zelk's kick uh, goes out of bounds. Boy, that's done by Cody, and he's not happy going back to pick up his teeth. That goes out of bounds, so it will be Lawrence Ball on the 35-yard line, I believe, yeah. It's funny, you, you mentioned in the pregame about the, how Coach Ball and, you know, this program recruits itself. Well, Nick Harris... The junior is from Wareham, Florida. You talk about the Florida guys. <laughs> He's and, got a bunch of them. And there's one right there. We've got a bunch of them on this roster year in and year out. All over. Everybody wants to be a Scott. Who doesn't want to be a Scott, huh? Right. First and ten from the 35-yard line. Now comes the Lawrence offense. Like finally, we haven't even got a chance to give the rest of the Monmouth uh, offense or the, uh, the Lawrence defense yet. But the rest of the Lawrence offense, your lineman for the Vikings, Daniel Hawkins, the left tackle, Jackson Kelly, left guard, your center. Thomas DeCastro, Franklin Miller, the right guard and right tackle, Patrick Hewlett. First and 10 from the 35-yard line. Sweeney with Howley behind him. Fake to Howley, thrown out, caught at the 39, out over the 40, close to the 49, it's close to first down yard. He's going to be about a yard short. That was Jackson Barber, I believe, that made that catch. Or Logan Olson. A five or an eight over there, that's fine. That's Logan Olson. I didn't make it to catch there. Nice, nice strong hands there on that catch by Logan Olson. Just a little dump out into the flat. Lawrence has had a ton of trouble rushing the football. Then the second and nine, we'll, we'll uh, talk about their struggles with the run game after this play on second and one. Sweeney back to pass, looking out to his left now. Now rush forward, got a little hole up front. He's got first down and slides that midfield, oh. and there's a flag. Now, have a late hit there on Sweeney, but he gave him. He gave himself up really late there. Yeah, I mean, that's if you're a defensive player, that's just we see it time and time again, whether it's on Saturdays or Sundays. It's when, when the quarterback slides feet first like that, it's hard to pull yourself back. Coach Braun down here discussing it, one of the officials, and they're still talking about it. They're surely not going to pick this up, are they? They're going to talk about the late. Maybe they're discussing the late slide. 
Yeah, but there's two hankies. There's two hankies out there. I just can't. You got to talk two guys out of two of the Scots. Correct. <laughs> correct. If there was one, it was good to call for the official. Going to go on uh, Jeremiah Glenn Lewis Charles, which uh, I don't know. You know, remember Big Red used to be the tennis coach here, uh, Brian Jordan. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. We we announced uh, Jeremiah Glenn Lewis in the first first week, and we got a text from uh, from uh, Big Red. He said that's the law firm of Jeremiah well, Lewis. And, and, and I was I touched on that a little bit when we read the starting lineup because that's one of my favorite names, the, the senior from Bloomington. Oh boy, they've been trying to get the scouts to jump, but they did. Off the right side, they're going to get stacked up after about a two- or three-yard game, but they're going to get five out of it and a free free down. That's on the uh, Scots, I believe. It's going to be first and five on Monmouth. A couple, couple flags here on Monmouth equals their touchdown in the game so far. <laughs> With 12.30 to go here in the first quarter, 14 nothing. Scots on a pick six and a 49-yard run by Devin Lawrence. Took exactly just one minute to get that second score, and they didn't even have the ball. That's quite impressive. It'll be first and five for the Vikings, and quarterback Jack Sweeney. Sweeney with Jackson Howley in the backfield. Got uh, two receivers split left, got a wing on the left side, loading up the left side, now looking down the middle, flushed out of the pocket, throws on the run, throws it out of bounds. Nowhere near the area, but he got it well past the line of scrimmage, so nobody in the area. That's good coverage and good pressure. Yeah, and you can't help but think that Mr. Sweeney's probably going to be running a lot today, whether it's in the passing game or the running game. Scott's with uh, ten sacks on the season through the first three games. Four of those by Corbin Personnel, who set the single-season record last year with 16. So he's well on his way to maybe another record year. Second and five for Sweeney and the Vikings. In motion, moving forward for a little bit more protection maybe for Sweeney is Jackson Howley. Sweeney takes the snap, give off the left side to Howley. He stacked up at the line. Well, he got about two yards out of it, but then that's it. He gets thrown back another five, but... Forward progress down to the Scots 29 yard line will be third and three. That's just a good uh, stacking it up there on the left side. Right. Refresh my memory here now, Sean. I know we called a game late last year. I think it might have been the Scots' final game of the season. But uh, didn't Corbin Personette become the sack leader? Yes. Uh, for the Fighting Scots? Single season record holder. Single with 16, season. Yeah. yeah. And. And and it's got to be getting close to the career, I would think. I mean, there's been a lot of guys that that. Uh, Got some sacks in the last five, ten years that I've been doing Scott's football. Fake on the jet sweep. Keeper by Sweeney. He's struggling to get to the first down. The pile's still moving. That's going to be really close. I think he's got to get to the 26, and he's going to be about a half yard short. Yeah, about a half yard. Maybe yeah, about a half yard. So fourth and, well, by the time they put the football down, it's going to be a full yard. Fourth of a yard, you're... Down 14 nothing, and you're inside the 30. You're you're going for it here. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I I couldn't imagine anything other than going for it. But running against this uh, this Scott, and they've had trouble running the football. They only average 88 yards a game, only 2.8 per carry. So fourth and one's gonna be tough to get here. Something short, maybe to a, maybe to a tight end here over the middle or something. Now flush, it was screen pass screen. set up nicely, complete inside the 20. 15, 20, 
finally thrown out of bounds at about the 11 yard line. That's a nice screenplay there. Nice screenplay. Coach Aker drawing it up. I love it. I mean, second year coach. That was a pretty good play. That's a good safe play call, and, and uh, I don't know if they caught the Scots on a on a complete blitz there, but it was wide open. He it had was a bunch of blockers. It was opening, <laughs> like you just said. He had three or four blockers leading the way. Good job by the Scots to kind of limit the damage. Right, that's that's a great point because I thought when he caught that he had enough white shirts in front of him. I thought that could have been taken to the house. So first and ten from the eleven, they can't get a first down before the goal line. With just over 10 minutes remaining here in the first quarter, Scott's up early, 14-0. Sweeney got a new play call in, maybe an audible here. Takes the snap, back to pass, looking out to his left, throws over the middle, overthrows his receiver in the end zone. Good coverage there by the Scott. Looking for Jake Spencer. Coverage back there by, is that the law firm? The law firm, I think. <laughs> Lewis Charles might have been one of the guys in, in uh, coverage there. He's got, he's got that long flowing lock that covers up his number on the back. But I think that's zero. Well, <laughs> at least they got the white numbers. I think you and I did a game last year or whatever. I think they wore some black numbers. And boy, from, yes. from, from the broadcast, booth, that's a nightmare. <laughs> now Sweeney off the play. Actually, he'll keep. Try to get to the right end. Shoved out of bounds. Ooh, no flag. Couldn't tell if he was on the white over there or not by the time he took the hit, but he gets inside the 10 down to the 8. It'll be third and about seven. This time on the play action, the keeper by Sweeney around the right end. That'll stop the clock with 9.59 to go here in the first quarter. What a marvelous-looking chain gang crew over there across the sideline. <laughs> Gosh, I hope I, they don't have any earpiece. They can't let their heads get any bigger than it is. <laughs> They do a wonderful job. Third and seven. They were scrambling to get out of the way. I know that on that on that one. Third and seven. Rolling right at Sweeney again. He's looking under pressure. He's going to be sacked in the backfield. Great Getting pursuit. in there, Devin Graham. Great pursuit. That's going to maybe the original line of scrimmage back to the eleven. Maybe back to the twelve. It's going to be it's going to be fourth and eleven from the twelve here. Scott stiffening up here inside the red zone. Oh, they're bringing up field goal again. This will be a 29-yarder. Kicker is Ben Blumenthal. Hold is good. Kick is low, and it's a line drive, and he missed wide left. That didn't get much over the crossbar. It would have been been over the crossbar, but not by a whole lot. Yeah, it would have been over. Initially, I thought it was good. Blumenthal, that's his first field goal attempt of the season. He is uh, two of four kicking extra points. Not a whole lot of points on the board for Lawrence in the first three games. It's 26 total points. That's averaging less than nine a game. So not a whole lot of opportunities for Mr. Blumenthal. That'll bring out the Scots offense. So they hold all we put out to the 20-yard line following the missed field goal inside the 20. Out comes the Scots offense. Riley Federer. Now maybe we can finally get the uh, Lawrence defense and thrust the Scots offense in here. <laughs> Pitch to Nick Obstain. He's got some room. 30, 35. Stiff arms a man at the 35 and gets a couple extra yards. The ball on the field, but I'm going to say he was down. Yeah, he was well down. Boy, they're going to give him the. Uh, they are going to give him the fumble yardage. Great job by uh, uh, Josh Nimrick. 
to uh, come up with that football there. So that's out on the 41-yard line. Up. First and 10, a Scott's first down. Brought to you by Pepperoni's Pizza, casual pizzeria chain serving wings and New York-style pies, including vegan and gluten-free options. Somebody can have those. Give me all the... Uh, <laughs> I want the carbs. Yeah, right. All right. Can you throw some extra carbs at that? <laughs> That's me too. This is the first and ten from the forty-one. Devin Lawrence makes a man miss, spins, and then gets backed up by four or five Lawrence Vikings. But he's going to get two yards out of that. Made a little bit. Made a little bit out of nothing there. Initial contact with the line of scrimmage, so he does get a couple of extra yards. Boy, when he gets it going, he's fun, fun to watch. watch. Yeah, I love the spin move. He, he makes it. Looks so easy. Fun running back to watch. Five eight one ninety just put together biggest size I've seen out there. And there's a little quick pass from Fetter out to Nate Thornton. Out over the forty five to the forty seven. That will set up a third and four for the Scots. And did we get the Scots? Did I get the Scots offensive line? I don't think I did. Kobe McMillan, left tackle, left guard, T.J. Schroeder, center, Derek Brown, right guard, Matt Shimko. Good to see Shimko back. Missed a couple of games there before the bye. Good to see Shimko back in the lineup and James Conner, Kiwani. Better looking down the middle of the field. Got a man wide open. Dylan Bone at the 30. 20, 15, 10, 5 touchdowns. There wasn't a man within 10 yards of Dylan Bone when he caught that no. pass. No, what a good look. Probably better. What a what a beautiful touch. He he just had to he just had to lay it out there. That's one of those ones you're like, oh my god, don't miss this one. Don't, don't he, drop it. His, that is, might be the most wide open man I've seen in, in my high school or college uh broadcast this year. There was nobody within twenty yards of Dylan Bone and, and he just took it on in. And I was just getting ready to mention as we were gonna do the Lawrence defense, how there's six freshmen starting for the Lawrence Vikings and Coach Aker. Dylan Bone with a touchdown catch from Riley Fetter. Robert Thompson Trucking sponsoring our Scotts touchdowns this year. For all your rocks and dirt and grain hauling needs, call Robert Thompson Trucking at 768-2697. It is 21-0 Scotts after the third extra point kick by Cody Zell. 7.30 to go first quarter. We'll be back in 30 seconds. Back here at April's Lawn Memorial Stadium, Cody's self kick off down to about the 10, returned out to eh, near the 30-yard line. Not a bad little return there by uh, by the Lawrence Vikings. That was Sheldon Watson. Yeah, Sheldon Watson with the return. That's about the third. Pretty, pretty high, deep kick there by Zell. I know special teams was, was an issue. First couple ball games for the Scots. Then it looked like they had things uh, shored up uh, a little bit there right before the, uh, right before the bye week. Uh, I know talking to Coach Braun on Monday morning, which catch Coach Braun every Monday morning on the morning show on WREM, AM 1330, FM 94.1. At about 8.20, we have Coach Braun on, and he's, uh, well, I mentioned special teams those first couple weeks, and got that look in his eye. But I'm not bringing that up anymore. No, he probably shouldn't. <laughs> but he got, he got it short up for the third week. Coach Braun can be intense. <laughs> yes, he can. First and ten. Off the left side. Big hole there, but closed up quickly by... Jeremiah Glenn Lewis Charles on the carry for the Lawrence Vikings. Pat Thompson. Gain of about five out to the 35 yard line. Official um, 54 yards from Riley Fetter to Dylan Bone. That's the official yardage on the touchdown pass from Riley Fetter. With his Fetter's third touchdown of the season through the air. 
Second and about five. Rolling right is Sweeney. Throws it up down the middle of the field. Got a man open. And oh. separated from the football. But that, that, uh, that's got to be caught. Uh, the uh, receiver, Aiden Williams, slams the turf after he drops it. That was a nice pass from Sweeney. He's in coverage. It, yeah, it really was. And uh, Aiden was open. Uh, Sweeney threaded the needle really nice. Aiden's just a freshman from San Jose, California. But, uh, yeah, like you said, Sean, you got to make that grab. He had a, he had his defensive back, had the defender, kind of sealed off. It just went right through Aiden Williams' hands. Nice ball from Sweeney. Sophomore, 6'1", 185. And Williams, 6'175". Now Sweeney under pressure, and down he goes again. There he is again. Devin Graham with the second sack of the day. Making a making a uh, case for a player of the game already. That's going to go all the way back to the 25-yard line where it will be 4th and 15, and out comes the punt unit for Lawrence. Uh, I think you mentioned it. Only what uh, the yards per game, only total yards per game, 164. Yeah, for uh, for for the for the season. Yeah, 88 through the air and 76 on the ground. That doesn't bode well. The punt team out is Blumenthal. Back to deep to receive for the Scots, standing on his own 40. Is, I believe, Jalen Williams. Ooh, almost a block. And they didn't, no flag. They I'm calling for a fair catch. Is Williams on his own 39. I was looking for a flag. It looked like there might have been some contact with Blumenthal. He stole pretty well, but referee wasn't buying it. He no, was trying he, to sell it. He the referee was wasn't buying it. it. Yeah, it looked like Mama's <laughs> brought the house there. Either that or they just. Move up the Vikings line there. It, two or three guys had a shot to get a hand on that on that punt. The Scouts offense back out on the field, first and ten on their own forty. Another good field position for the Scouts. They they got field position all day long in their fifty-one twenty-one over IC. Uh, the the game before the break here at April's on Memorial State. It seemed like this is where they were starting the, the whole game. And so far, it's, it's been almost the same thing. First and ten. For the Scots. We are at 5.50 to go first quarter. 21 nothing on the college. For an early big lead here. Flair pass out to the left. Taken by. Is that. Uh, I can't see if that's a three or a five. Brendan Bishop? Brendan Bishop. Yeah, Brendan Bishop. Having a nice season so far. What's Bishop's stats? Bishop's got eight catches for 90 yards. Uh, but it seems he always makes. Like the big catch. When, when the Scots have needed one, they should come up with one. Not a ton of catches, but they've all been pretty important. That one's a six-yarder. Out to the 46. Second four. Rolling right is better. Throws a strike to shake your ass. From Farmington, he's had a nice career here. Uh, he missed the first couple of games, too, this year. and It was good to see him back against IC a couple weeks ago. and Expecting big numbers for us this season for Jake. Yeah, Third and one, just a little short. Always been impressed by Jake. Straight ahead, Lawrence. He's got the first down in two Viking territory. Pile still moving inside the 45 down to the 43. God, he's strong leg. He's a strong leg runner. And that pile was just a moving. Evan Lawrence. Five. Five eight hundred and ninety pounds and I think hundred and fifty pounds are just in the size. <laughs> first and ten down to the forty three. That is another pepperoni's pizza first down for the Scott. In motion is Bishop from the right to the left. Play action from Lawrence. They dump it out to Bishop. He's got some good yardage. 
down inside the 35. Let's say he's pushed out of bounds at the 34. So he is about a half yard short, second and a half. Boy, the playbook's wide open here. Yeah, I, I tend to think we might see something go deep here, Sean. Oh, oh. him a first down. First down. It still <laughs> might go deep. <laughs> I think, yeah, you could. I think I'd almost rather have the second and real short. <laughs> Nate Thornton, split left. They give off uh, kind of jet sweeps there to Michael Lord, or excuse me, Marcus Alberts. Not a whole lot there on the uh, stretch play to the left. Gain of a yard, so second and nine. Coming off the field is Alberts from Springfield Southeast. Second and nine for the Scots. Under four minutes now. 3.45 to go first quarter. They lead 21 up. Looking down the field out to his right is Fetter. Throws it out. Got a little crossing route to Jake Urez. Near the 25. That'll be short of the first down, but makes third very manageable. Third about two. Four. The guy's in red and white. Trying to get the 3-0 and in conference play. What else is going on around the Midwest Conference today? Who's, uh, who's the leaders playing? Lake Forest is at Cornell. That should be a decent one. Cornell 1 and 2. Rippon is at IC. Off the right side, I think he's got the first down, is Devin Lawrence. Down about to 22. Yeah, he's got it. Down to move the sticks. Another pepperoni pizza first down for Monmouth College. And we have a man down for Lawrence, so that'll send... That'll send both uh, both teams to the sideline here real quick while they tend to, I think it was 48, I think the uh, guy Milks is, is the player down, if I see, I think it's 48. Yeah, up on one knee, so it's always good to see. And now up, and going to be helped off the field. First and 10 for Scott's nearing the red zone. He's done a really good job scoring inside the red zone, has... Has Monmouth uh, 12 out of 14 scoring, um, and touchdowns about 50 percent. That could come up, and I think a lot of those came against Warburg. They got inside the 20 and just couldn't punch anything in. And well, been pretty solid their last. Warburg will do that to exactly. <laughs> Didn't shock anybody that was anything about Division Three football for sure. So being helped off the field is Mr. Mills jogging off under his own power. It's good to see. Always oh, good to see. Scott's offense and Riley Fetter back out on the 22-yard 20, line, 22-yard line. We got up on the board, 22. First and 10 for the Scots. Lawrence, sidecar right to Fetter, in motion from left to right, and then the pitch to Nate Thornton. Oh, Jake Harris hurdles the man at the line of scrimmage. It <laughs> is going to be another big chunk of yardage, maybe nine, maybe eight yards that he hurdled a man at the 20. And I'm going to beat you to the punch here because I know you want to say that looks like Najee Harris. <laughs> <laughs> maybe once or twice a game back. Yeah. <laughs> that was really impressive. First, uh, it'll be, uh, what do you got, second and two. And fighting for yardage inside the 10 down to the six-yard line. Is that Lawrence again? Yeah, Devin Lawrence. Picks up a first down. Another pepperoni pizza first down. Pepperoni pizza going to get some calls today. I can see that already as we are. Well, as they should. Two and a half minutes left in the first quarter in the Scots. Get a touchdown here. You're on pace for 100. 
Fetter rolling left, looking, little dump off to. It's going to be in for the touchdown. It is, and that is Josh Nimrick. Oh, they're going to see. Oh, I wish we is had... he short? He's just short. We got to go to the review. <laughs> you got to give Nimrick football here. You got to give Josh Nimrick football. The Kiwani Bordermaker, freshman, 5'10", 250. Oh, he's coming out. Oh, <laughs> it's all, man. You give Nimrick the, a little dump off from better to Nimrick there. Throw the challenge flag. <laughs> yeah, I thought he was in. And in and just short is he in? Wow. Uh, just short. Is that Shimko? Is that Matt Shimko that got the carry there? 50-something. He's in. Oh, what a huge roar from the scout sideline. Let me see the number. I think it was Shimko. It is Matt Shimko. <laughs> the lineman lining up in the backfield. And Shimko gets in for the one-yard touchdown run. Shimko from Jacksonville, Florida. The six foot, two hundred and ninety pound senior. And again, he missed he missed a couple games there. Got a little banged up in the Warford game. And, and like <laughs> he's flexing the muscles on the side. <laughs> Cody Duck's extra point is good. He's four for four. This guy's four for four. Touchdown drives this. Uh, so far here, we're still a minute and a half to go in the first quarter. It's 28-0 Scott over Lawrence. We'll be back in 30 seconds. Matt Shimko with the one-yard touchdown run. Right officially, about a half-yard touchdown run for uh, for Josh, and he gives the Scots a 28-0 lead after the Cody Zelf extra point. He's 4-4, Zelf kick taken at about 15, 20, 25, 30, and that's about it. About uh, 25, excuse me, 26-yard line is where... The uh, kick returner will be brought down, and that was that was Sheldon Watson for return. Coach Braun letting the kids have some fun. Matt Shimko from, from Jacksonville, Florida, punching it in. Fun to see a lineman get the ball and do something like that. Carter Boyer warming up over here on the side, also with uh, with uh, Braden Dean. A couple of uh, – Rock Ridge going to Atlanta West with a Rock Ridge starting quarterback. So. <laughs> <laughs> you uh, Titan football fans, and actually united with with Illini West now. You uh, heard those names those names on the air quite a bit. Back to pass to Sweeney. Looks out to his left, complete at the twenty five down the sideline. He gets pretty good chunk yardage there. Is uh, Jackson Howley out of the backfield? Little little flat flat pass from Sweeney to Howley. Gain of eight out to the thirty five yard line. It will be second and two. Uh, I think we're going to see Carter Boyer, who played really, really well in week two against Grinnell with uh, Roddy Federer's brother who was getting married that week, so he had to attend the wedding. So Carter Boyer came in and threw for almost like 400 yards. And Well, Riley needs to have a talk with his brother first. Yeah, exactly. You know, you can't get married. What are you doing? Yeah, in football season. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, in fairness, and I don't know how long the wedding's been, it's no game on the play, so third and two for, for Lawrence uh, in, in all fairness. Uh, Riley Federer came here to play baseball, so they talked to him to play some football right. after his freshman year, so maybe the wedding was back when he didn't think he was going to be playing football. That's certainly possible, but he, <laughs> he had to do some lobbying for uh, a reschedule. But, yeah, but Carter Boyer came oh, in. Yes. He's got five touchdowns on the team. Yeah, he got them all that day, or he got four of them, I think, that day with nearly 400 yards passing in the rain, third and two, straight ahead, stacked up at the line of scrimmage, and that's it, maybe a half a yard. It will be fourth and about a yard and a half for the Lawrence Vikings, and I 
it's 28 nothing. you would think, and it's gonna, they're going to have the quarter break, so the, the break between the quarters to talk about it, because we are winding down, and that'll be the end of the first 15 minutes of play here at April's Long Memorial Stadium. On homecoming, it has been all Scots from the first seconds of the ball game all the way through the first quarter. It's 28 nothing on with leading Lawrence. We're back in one minute. Back here at April's Long Memorial Stadium, first play of the second quarter is a punt for the Lawrence Vikings. Gets it away, and there's some pressure again. They're going to let it hit at the 30-yard line. Takes a Lawrence bounce, but not a big one. About a five-yard kick there, by or five-yard bounce on the kick for Lawrence. So it'll be killed at the 25, and that's where the Scots offense will come out again here. Already leading 28-0. And I'm thinking we're going to see Carter Boyer, I believe, is going to be in there for Federer now. Uh, both, Actually, both seniors. And I'm, I'm almost guaranteeing if the, if the game keeps going the way it is, we're going to see probably, uh, uh, where is he at? Maybe Ashton Summers? Ashton Summers, yeah. Ashton 13. I was thinking he was 14. Ashton Summers. We're going to see him before the night is the day is over. The sophomore with these two with these two quarterbacks. Federer and Boyer being seniors are going to decide to look for the future. Oh, leaf flicker pass. Down the field. Got a man open up in the air forever. And caught by Jake Urez at the 26-yard line. That was pretty good coverage. In all fairness, Sheldon Gorman had some pretty good coverage down there by Lawrence. And Jake just went up and got it. I tell you, that's just a tough catch. He's looking back over his shoulder to catch the ball. Like you said, pretty good coverage by the Vikings. Wow, what a great play. But a little flea flicker action. Up 28 nothing. <laughs> it's hard to I don't know what we're going to see the rest of this one. Carter Boyer comes in in first play. Let's just do a little razzle-dazzle. <laughs> Pell's play actually fake rolling right is Boyer looking. Got a low throw. Did he scoop it? That's a nice catch over there. Yeah. On first and ten, who is I can see the number? Nick Obsain. Nice catch by Obstain. Low throw on the run, rolling to his right by Boyer, but a nice catch by Obstain. Very nice catch, yeah. Good hand. And that'll move the six again. Another pepperoni's pizza first down. Casual pizzeria chain serving wings and New York-style pies, including vegan gluten-free options. First and ten from the 13-yard line of Lawrence. Another play-action pass. little fade pass in the back of the end zone. Caught for the touchdown. And it is Nate Thornton. Taking the catch from Boyer. Boyer coming in. And three for three. And a touchdown pass. That's uh what did you say Boyer had coming into this one? Five, Five touchdowns, touchdowns, yeah. That makes this thirty four nothing. Instant offense there. You do a little flea flicker, forty eight yard pickup or whatnot, and then bam. They'll come to the extra point. Low, low snap. That's a great job by the holder to get that down. The extra point is good. And that is uh, Brendan Bishop. Yeah, Brendan Bishop. That was a nice, nice drive of a low snap there to get the ball down for Zelk. Zelk's kicking is good. 35 nothing. Robert Thompson trucking touchdown for all your rock, sand, dirt, and grain hauling needs. Call Robert Thompson trucking. 768-2697. We'll be back with the Farm King kickoff in 30 seconds. Kick in the air. The farm can kick off all the way down to the five-yard line by Zell. 20-25. Decent return there by Sheldon Watson. Kind of picking his way up to about the 15-20-yard line. And seeing it crease, trying to get there quick. Closed up pretty quickly by this count. Yeah, you mentioned the crowd. Good crowd here. 
for homecoming day. No surprise here. Had a good crowd two weeks ago for parents weekend. Had a couple good weeks here on campus. Beautiful weather today. First game we've had with no rain. If it rains today, <laughs> I'm giving up my sports, my broadcasting job because that would be the biggest jinx in history. It is a beautifully gorgeous day today. Yeah, there's not a cloud in the sky. I think you're going to be safe. But I've seen you create the media <laughs> jinx before. <laughs> It'd be the first the first out of four games we haven't had a, a complete downpour. Uh, straight ahead handoff. No game. Maybe. Maybe a happy yard there. By running back Jackson Howard. Nowhere to go. Well, that might have been Pat Thompson. Yeah, Pat Thompson was the uh, carry. Gain of a half a yard. Second, nine and a half. This uh, Viking team just loaded with so many underclassmen for Coach Akers. I mean, he keeps them, keeps them in the program. Right. Yeah, retention is a big thing at Division Three. It doesn't matter the sport. Retaining. Retaining kids. There's no scholarships, so you just got to hope they come back and play for it. Second and nine and a half. Sweeney quickly out to his left, complete at the 30. And, oh, and shaking the tackle. I think he's going to get a first down. He shook right out of the tackle of Tevin Graham. Yeah. Logan, Logan Olson, the tight end. Yeah. Sophomore. A couple of nice uh, plays there by uh, Logan Olson. Pushed out of bounds. Well, I thought he was closer to the first down mark. Of course, it's on the far side. I didn't see where he was shoved out, but I thought he got at least to the 35. They're going to say it's 34. So it'll be third and two. <laughs> That's two tough yards against this Scott's defense. Sweeney with two receivers to the right. Straight ahead to the running back. He's going to, he's going to get to the line of scrimmage, and that is going to be yeah. fourth and two. Tough sledding in between the tackles there. I thought maybe... Coach Aker would go back to that successful screenplay. Yeah, oh, that's true. Yeah, that they that that worked on the uh, short yardage play, uh, going the other way back to the first quarter. Twelve and a half minutes. Speaking of quarter, twelve and a half minutes left in the second. Thirty-five nothing, Monmouth College, and the punt team out on fourth and two. Keep the receive is Jalen Williams. Is that Jalen Williams? Is that nine or a five out there? Is that Devin Graham or Jalen Williams? Fourth and two. And we got a timeout. Timeout taken by Lawrence and head coach, head coach uh, Tony Akers. Looking at this punter, let's go. I think yeah. I wasn't watching the play clock. It was it was moved probably down close. Well, it says zero, so it had to be getting close. That's exactly what he was saying. You hit the nail on the head there. He twirled arms like that. He's not going travel. I don't think he was traveling out there. I think he established his pivot foot. I don't think he was traveling. It's a Pickens Electric timeout. If you're looking for an electrician contractor that you can trust, call Pickens Electric at 335-3034 or go to PickensElectric.com. We'll step aside, take a 30-second break. 12 away to go here in the second quarter. 35-0 scout. Punt by Lawrence. Taken in by Jalen Williams on the right hash. Takes it all the way to the left sideline. He covered a lot of ground, but I don't think a whole lot of yardage. Out over the 30-yard line, they'll say, let's see where they got it spotted. Over the 35-yard line. We have an injury timeout. A man down for the Scots. And, oh, that's the returner. That's Jalen Williams, the returner. Pretty good shot there. Well, 
did he go from the sideline back out to the field? I, I must have missed that, but uh, that's, yeah, I, I don't. That's who it is. Jalen Williams. Yeah, I don't think they had two. I don't think Zaylen Nelson and Jalen Williams was both out there. Possible, but not likely. Well, maybe they were. I think that's Jalen Williams there. That's a nine. The, the jerseys get a little scrunched up on the right. bolts, but it's kind of hard to see if it's a nine or a six. Anyway, first and ten, Scott. So what does Coach Braun do this series? Yeah, let's see. What do we got going on here? Let's throw it quickly out to Nate Thorne and let him make the play. Out to the 35-yard line on on uh, first and ten from the 32. So they'll give him forward progress. Pushed out of bounds at the 37-yard line. So a gain of five. A little pitch and catch there from Boyer in relief of Riley Fetter with the big lead. He's perfect on the game so far. I see Addison Fletcher. Former Mama's Roseville Titan punter getting loose on the side. I don't think they're going to need Addison a whole lot today. Maybe the way things he, are going he's now. built some QB in well, the past. <laughs> yeah, he took he took a, a Titan team to the quarterfinal. Correct. Boyer, another throw out to Nate Thorne. He's got a first down outside the 45, out to the 46-yard line. First and 10. Pepperoni's Pizza, another fight he's got first down. But, yeah, getting back to your point, I don't think he's warming up the punt. <laughs> he's warming up his leg. Just, just relax there, Addison. <laughs> At least the way things are going now. It all changed. You never know. 11 minutes exactly left here in the second quarter. Scott's up 35 nothing. haven't even come close to having a punt yet. Ooh, what a nice throw from Port Carter Boyer. A little, little slam by a receiver. He put that right in his gut. That's another first down. <laughs> that had some heat on it. Yes, it did. That was Jackson Bergeron from United. Jackson's had a nice season. He had a really nice opening game against Wartburg. Second leading receiver right now for the Scots. Over 100 yards and 14 catches. Made a couple really nice, really nice plays in the first couple of weeks. Really nice catches. First and 10 at the Viking 41. Boyer. Throws a little lob pass down the right sideline. Got his man and caught at the end. Oh, they're going to call him just short again. Oh, who is that? That is uh, Brendan Bishop. Oh, come on. Wow. Give him the touchdown. Wow. They're going to say he's a half yard short. He tried to stretch it out. What a what a nice ball down the right sideline by it, Boyer. He's it was. Right in there. I'm telling you, I'm getting impressed with Carter Boyer. My first glimpse at him this year. He wow. was fan. He was spectacular against Grinnell. Six he for six here in the early going. Yeah, he was really good. Receivers made some plays for him, kind of like today. Sure. They made a couple of nice, nice catches. The boy, he's dropping them right in there from the half yard line, straight ahead. Is he in? He's in. And who is it? Who got the carry? Marcus Albers. All right, Albers in for the touchdown from Springfield Southeast Junior running back. Marcus Albers. Uh, Coach Braun has raved about Marcus Alvarez. He's just been caught behind uh, Devin Lawrence. Francois, Francois uh, kick is up and good from Cody Zelf. It's good. 42 to nothing. As six for six is Cody Zelf here. 42 to nothing with 9.56 to go in the second quarter, folks. The Robert Thompson trucking touchdown. We'll be back with Farm King kickoff in 30 seconds. Kicked by Zelf following the touchdown inside the 10, about the 8-yard line. This time a little quicker getting up to speed. But Sheldon Watson kind of picked his way through, and that's no way to uh, 
return a kickoff. You can't really pick your way through. You just it's falling more than more than often than more often than not, just head north. That's a better return there by Sheldon Watson out near the thirty yard line there. Say twenty nine yard line is where the Lawrence offense will come in as Marcus Alvarez gets the touchdown for the Scots. Robert Thompson sponsoring our Scots touchdowns. Robert Thompson trucking for all your rock, sand, dirt, and green all he needs. Call Robert Thompson trucking at 768-2697. United and Walter Christian Academy playing over on on Sunday 97.7 WMOI today. I um, haven't seen a score. I know it was the United was up uh, early, 16-0 in the first quarter. Let's see if we get folks a uh, score on that ball game. First and ten for the Vikings, and going nowhere. Lost a couple in the backfield. That uh, swarmed under by a, a whole host of red-shirted Scots on that. Yeah, just not a lot of success for the Vikings between the tackles. No. No, absolutely not. Jackson Howley stacked up for a loss of two back to the 27-yard line. Henderson Francois, I was uh, yes. trying to remember what uh, what Al- Marcus Howard has been kind of stuck behind Devin Lawrence and Henderson Francois the last couple of years. And good to see Marcus. Perseverance gets paid off. Second and 12 for the Vikings. Looking over to the sideline is Sweeney, the sophomore. Taking some licks, but getting some experience, that's for sure. And now we got a delay game. we got a yes, delay game. Boy, that's really drive Coach Aker's nuts. Yeah, it was just before the Scots went off sides. I think the lineman on this side, is that Devin Baker? Um, no, Ty Fate uh, from uh, Peoria. No, excuse me, it was Devin Baker. I'm sorry. Uh, Ty Fates is 74 on offense. Uh, Tevin Baker, he's seen the clock going down, and he just took off. Yeah, tried to time his jump. <laughs> Yo. So it'll be second and 17 now for Lawrence. Backed up to the 22-yard line. Quickly out to his left and complete. Out to the 25. And stacked up just outside the 30 to the, uh, the uh, 25 out to the 26. So third and 13 for the Vikings from their own 26. That Jackson Barber, I think it was Jackson Barber. Yeah, yep, the freshman from Fort Wayne. Third and thirteen, with eight twenty to go. Scott's up forty-two to nothing. Almost halfway to a hundred. We're not even halfway through the second quarter. Sweeney trying to draw the Scots off, make it more manageable. Doesn't get that done. Now he's under pressure. And Personet. Oh, he's not going to get credit with a sack. Two-yard gain there by Sweeney on the. Uh, on the scramble, first and that. Ah. Yeah, I'm sure he's bummed out, but to it's me, still a good play. Yeah, to me, that should be considered a sack. Even though it's positive yardage, you were a quarterback that was flushed out of the pocket and tackled. <laughs> and I got to you. To me, that's a sack, yes. <laughs> Absolutely. That'll bring out the punt team on 4th and 11 for the Vikings. Deep to receive Jalen Williams standing on his own 35. For Mama. Snap. Kick is away. Almost. Uh, it was tipped. They're going to say it was tipped and picked up by Jalen Williams off a of bounce at the 40. <laughs> Speaking of Nate Graham, it's very reminiscent of Nate Graham last year who didn't believe in fair catching of football. Well, he just kind of tried to lull the defender into thinking he wasn't even going to field it. It's pretty good beat right. it. Yeah. yeah. So, Scott's good field position again. 
on their own 39, holding up the football. 40? 39. Yes, a little contact with the punter, but I was looking back at the official standing next to the punter. He gave the old, it was tipped sign. So once it's tipped, you can just basically pile into the punter. That's right. <laughs> fair game. Fair game. You, get your, you get your punt tipped, you're fair game, baby. First and ten from their own 39, the Scots. Ooh, uh, not Devin Lawrence. It's, uh, boy, somebody's still on his feet. Got a number on that, man. What a great run. Finally shoved out of bounds. Is that that might be Devin Lawrence. Look like Devin. Yeah. It is. Yeah, I can I can tell those thighs anywhere. Yeah. I didn't know if he'd still be in the game up 42 to nothing, but, man, he bounced off a couple tackles and got nine yards out of it. Yeah, it looked like it wasn't going to be much of a game, and the fifth-year senior said, oh, I can do something about that. Second and one. Boyer, quickly, first down, caught at the 40, shaking the tackle. Nate Thornton still shaking tackle. Still on his feet. Still on his feet inside the 40. He was right on the sideline. Not only could they not get Nate down, they couldn't even get him out of bounds. Right. He looks at the chain gang and says, come on down, fellas. He gave him the old, let's move the chains. Now, if I'm Riley Federer and I'm sitting over here on the sidelines, I know I'm the starter. I'm still getting a little nervous because Carter Boyer is, I think, unofficially eight for eight, I believe, coming into this game. And straight ahead. Good yardage. 25-20, and they take it into the end zone. McCade Brooks from South Fulton, Astoria, Illinois zone. McCade Brooks in from 30-plus. I think it was real close to 37, give or take. We'll see what they uh, give officially in the Scots or a half point or a point away, two points away from a half a century here with 6.20 left in the first half. 48 nothing and Waiting for Cody Zelk to come out. Now they're waiting for an extra lineman. And where is Cody Zelk? Oh, no, they're going to have somebody else come in and kick for Zelk. This is Davon Gaines, kicker from Chicago Simeon. His first college kick. Good luck, young man. Get you one. And uh, add some pressure. Add some pressure from the right side, and that kick never got above the goal line. I don't know if he steamed the pressure out of the corner of his eye. They ran him onto the field real late. If you're going to have a young man have his first college kick, let him know a little bit ahead of time. Well, right, but he's going to get other opportunities. Oh, absolutely. So, yeah, what's that? Uh, He'll make a man. Uh, what's, what's, what's Cody? Cody is a sophomore, yeah, so I was thinking maybe Cody was a little bit older. But, yeah, they, they ran Brooks on to the side, right, or Gaines. They ran Gaines on to the side at the last minute junior kicker from Chicago Simeon, and they were ready to snap the football by the time he got out there. So the extra point is no good. So it's 48 now for Scott. I would have ran out there and called timeout. <laughs> yeah. Let's, 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 let's I might run to the side take a couple practice kicks. <laughs> That's right. During that timeout. So it's a firm pink kickoff. The family start with more. Zelk's kick down to the eight-yard line. Here comes Sheldon Watson again. He's got a hole, 30, 35, 40, 45, finally knocked down at near midfield. Good return there from Sheldon Watson. And that was, I believe, Zalen Nelson making the stop, or Jalen Williams. Let's see, does he look that's, more 5'9 or 5'10? That's for you. I don't I know. Yeah. <laughs> we look at you know, he's only an inch away from each other, too. 155 or 175? Do you look 175 or 155? 
can't tell if that was that. I'm that a very bad judge of weight. I am too. I am too. I can tell every time I get on the scale. I'm a very bad judge of weight. I can judge height, maybe. <laughs> I think just by uh, by uh, just the mannerisms, I want to say that was Zayla Nelson will stop there. First and ten for midfield. That's probably the best starting position for Lawrence today. Back to pass to Sweeney out to his left. Caught low throw. Hauled in, but falling to the ground to make the catch was Logan Olson. This is his third or fourth catch today for Olson. He's been busy. Gain of three down to the Scots' 47, so it'll be second and seven. Under six minutes to go here in the second quarter. 48 nothing. Got an interview at the half that uh, Vanessa Wetterling did with Neil Dahlstrom a couple weeks ago. about uh, He came and spoke at the college. That'll be an interview at the half. And now Sweeney running off the left side. Got a little room. He's got a first down. It's been a while since we've said Lawrence has got the first down. As a matter of fact, I'm going to try to look up on the uh, live stat there if that is there. That's not their first first down, right? Uh, Surely not. No. I'm pretty sure they had one in the first quarter. <clears throat> Yeah, they haven't had too many, that's for sure. So it will be first and ten from the 38-yard line of the sky. So, yeah, because they got down inside. They were down close to scoring. Correct, And correct. then Scott's got a nice goal line span. And then thrown down behind the play for a two-yard loss <laughs> is Pat Thompson. And Nick Serrano coming up big there. <laughs> and he lets folks know, too. He's pretty excited. Whoever was holding the tackle chart, he was holding his jersey up. Make sure you got a piece of that one. <laughs> Having some fun. Second and 11. Another Florida kid. Homecoming week for the Fighting Scott. Second and 11 from the 39-yard line of Monmouth College. Quick throw out to the right, caught at the 35 and stopped immediately. Making the catch was Jackson Berber. And put the stick on for the Scott, I believe, with Rocky and Spinks from Gelb. I think. I think it was number one. Wasn't that three? Wasn't that Rocky and Spinks? That was freshman from, yeah. from Gelsberg. Sophomore from Gelsberg, excuse me. Silver Streaks heard from today. Lots of local. Lots of local flavor on this roster for the Scots, and a lot of local guys getting a lot of playing time. Third and five and playing well. Sweeney back to pass under pressure. Hit as he throws by Corbin Personette. And thank goodness that looked like Corbin Personette maybe lowered the helmet there a little bit. No flag on the play, but a uh, person that is discussing it with the referee, you didn't see anything, right? I did not see anything. anything. What, what I did see was Sweeney throw that ball in. It's just a, a whole lot of traffic in the middle of the field. Yeah, person that wants, uh, wants another sack, start to add to that total a little bit before before uh, he gets taken out. Before he goes wrong. <laughs> yeah. Before person that sees some guys checking in at the scorer's table. Right. <laughs> Fourth and five. Lawrence will go for it. From the Scots 33, stepping forward to Sweeney. Got a little room if he can get there. The boy closed up quickly and closing in and throwing on the run. Pops up in the air and it'll be incomplete. 
That's a great job by Sweeney to keep that play alive. Just, just to keep the play alive, correct, yeah, and actually have a shot downfield. He looked like he was going to be able to run for it, and then uh, the scouts kind of closed on him pretty quick, so he pulls up, throws it down the field, pass was tipped, and then falls harmlessly to the turf, so the scouts will have the football. First and ten. They have it. There we go. Now they got the first down marker, and they'll move the sticks. See what the scouts do here with 325. See if they'll try to put another one on the board or be a little bit more conservative. They have not They have not been conservative here in the first half. Not, not no, conservative at no, all. They've you, thrown the ball. No reason to be really, I guess. No, I mean, now. they've got things they've got to work on, it's too. True, very true. I mean, it feels like we're six weeks into the high school football season, but this is only week five, game four. Game for the, four. For so you're not even halfway through well, the college season. So they, you're right. And I'm putting, putting it on the turf, and I think the scouts got back on it. Hmm. Lawrence, yeah, Lawrence put that one on the turf. And he might have had maybe a couple-yard gain, but the ball, after it pops out of Lawrence's hands, goes back into the Scots' backfield, inside the 30, back to the 27. So it'll be second A and about 15. Looks like James Conner came up with a fumble recovery there, but uh, that ball did come squirting out pretty high. Somebody got a helmet right on the football there. It was only going to be a gain of a couple, but with the seven-yard loss on the fumble, he's second to 15. Carter Boyer is probably not hating that. He can he can chuck it now. <laughs> Possibly seven more yards on his passing total. <laughs> and he's going to drop back to pass. Looking down the field, throws a little comeback route by Jake Uraz. And we'll see what forward progress he gets. Not a bunch. He caught that. It seemed like at about the 35 and then came back with his momentum bringing him back on the comeback route. Yeah, I think he's trying to make a play there, but uh, good defense by the Vikings. Third and 11 for the Scots. Could we possibly see Addison Fletcher? He's he's using the net. He's getting ready. Addison is getting ready on the side. Just in case the Scots don't convert here. And Addison, who is one of the best punters in the Midwest Conference, actually one of the best punters in the Midwest. He made a couple of preseason lists as far as, like, all Midwest region lists. So... And he's in a spot now where he can really get into one. Stepping forward is Boyer, and we are going to see Fletcher as Boyer gets taken down to the 30-yard line. So it's sack by the Lawrence Vikings. And getting up from the pile is uh, Chris Immediato. I think he's going to get at least a half a sack on that. And I didn't see the number of the other Vikings that took down Boyer. And here comes, here comes Fletcher. And looking to the side, he said, can I get into one here? Can I really get into one here? <laughs> You just got to tell yourself, don't overdo it. Make good contact. You're going to punt. Butters like, butters like the punt in this area because they can just blast it. But then again, it's it's like the old adage of golf. You know, swing hard in case you hit it. <laughs> right. So on fourth and 13, Fletcher, little line drive. He's going to get a roll out of it, hit the 35, gets a little bit of a roll, and it's going to get inside the 25 to the 24. So 20 and 26, that's about a 46 yard. That'll help the average. Yeah. That'll help the average. And Lawrence will take over with a minute 29 left. In the first half, they trail 48 nothing. So they kept them, kept them under 50, at least. I, I honestly didn't know if we were going to see Addison Fletcher punt here in the first half. Not off a of 46 yard. That'll help his net, too, with no return. Yeah. 
That's yeah, the, I didn't even think about that. Yeah, yeah, that's the things that really matter to the punters is the net. And that wasn't good for the Scots. I mean, Addison was, was getting some pretty decent kicks off in the first couple of ball games, but opponents were getting really good really good returns, solid returns, so the net was down around to 23, and that's not where you want it. First and 10 from the 24, back to pass to Sweeney. Knocked down right back oh. at Sweeney. Oh. Woo, what a play. Right back at Sweeney. Is that Nick Serrano again? Serrano again, getting a little pressure. And that's a big old paw up there. And Serrano <laughs> right back to Sweeney. I thought Sweeney was going to catch it. I, I, well, <laughs> I, I briefly thought Serrano might just catch it and take it to the house. It was a pretty hard throw. It was stuck right in the old midst then. Man. That'll stop the clock with a minute 25. Scott's with three timeouts. The Vikings with two timeouts. I can't see Coach Braun taking timeouts here to try to get the ball back in the first half. Off the right side is Sheldon Watson. That's 23, right? Yeah, Watson's going to get out over the 25 to the to the 29-yard line. They'll bring up a third five with a minute six to go. So the Scouts, again, not using a timeout of 48-0 here. Normally, you take the timeout on third and five, trying to get the ball back. One of them deals where I think Guys in red and white just want to get to homecoming festivities around campus. Do well, you think there'll be festivities there? <laughs> it's homecoming. It's always festivities, right? Good, clean, fun, wholesome. homecoming, wholesome, correct. Festivities. Third and five, back to pass to Sweeney. Flushed out to his left. Trying to pull up and throw it. He'll run and throw it. Picked off at the 48-yard line. Here come the Scots. It is Xavier Cooper. Still on his feet. 35-30. He's got some blockers. 20, 15, 10, oh, pushed out of bounds inside the five. <laughs> Xavier Cooper with the pick. Where's the basketball hoop? And, you know, when Xavier picked that off, he instantly went to start directing traffic. Did you notice yeah. that? He played, the arm went up. As soon as he caught yeah. it, the arm went up. I didn't know Sweeney was beyond the line of scrimmage there. It had to be It had to be close when he threw it. So I was kind of looking for a flag, and I was watching Xavier return it. I think that's the second interception for Cooper. I believe, on the season. <laughs> no. Nick Harris got one. He, he got his second. He instantly started telling his teammates, get out there, block for me. This is where I'm going. That's Cooper's first. And there it is. Cooper gets the dunk on the sideline on the uh, turnover dunk. And out comes the Scots offense. It will be Marcus Albers in the backfield with Carter Boyer. we got to get... Uh, uh, Nimmer's got to get one before the day's over. Over the middle. Come on, touchdown pass to Jake Uras from Carter Boyer. That'll get it over the 50 mark. I didn't think the scouts were going to get to 50 with time picking down there. But uh, pick off by Xavier Cooper at about midfield and taking it back inside the five. That'll help matters. you got to bring. Uh, yeah, they got get Gaines back out there. To, and he's ready this time. He'll be ready this time. Davion Gaines from Florida out to kick the extra point, given... Cody's up time off here. And who knows? You never know. 17.9 seconds, 54 to nothing. Make it 55. Gaines gets it. Gets a huge cheer from the Scott sideline. Look at him. One for two in his career. That a boy. All right, 17.9. We'll take a quick 30-second break here. The Scots lead 54 to nothing at April's Horn Memorial Stadium here as we get close to halftime. We'll be back at 30. Memorial Stadium, touchdown by the Scots. Nate, uh, uh, excuse me, uh, Jake Uras 
Robert Thompson trucking touchdown. The farm can kick off down to about the nine-yard line. Here comes Watson. Had a good return last time. Who shakes the tackler at 25 out over the 30 to the 33 or 4 with 10 seconds to go. And I would guess they're going to have Sweeney just take a knee here. That would just be a guess. 54-55. That's the extra point. It's kind of a late, late point up there on the board. 55 to nothing. We got to start looking, uh, maybe looking at some record books here at the halftime to see uh, what the record is for Scouts points in a game. I've done, I've done quite a few in the last 10, 11 years, and I can't think of the Scouts getting. Getting to 70 at, at any point in time. They're going to have to try hard not to get to 70 at this point. And the running play, the last play of the first half, is at Thompson. He's got about a five yard gain, and that will end the first half. 55 to nothing. The Scots absolutely dominating nearly every play of this first half. Nearly every play of the first half on their way to a huge lead here on homecoming. So we will be back in three minutes with the halftime show. Welcome back to April's Thorn Memorial Stadium as we get set for the halftime show here, which is sponsored by l Insurance Agency. For your auto, home, commercial, and farm insurance needs, contact Rachel Kunkel or Julie Martin at 734-2116. We don't uh, you hear some sirens in the background. We don't have a police presence here. <laughs> it's the halftime show by March Scott. Yeah, I was kind of, kind of digging this. Yeah, I was, I'm on parole. I was looking for a place to hide. <laughs> Just kidding. Just kidding, folks. Just kidding. All right, we'll get to your uh, halftime stats here in a little bit before we start the second half and maybe uh, get a chance to talk, look at some scores around the league. We'll take Forrest at Cornell, Griffin at Illinois College, and the University of Chicago is uh, just uh, not too far away at Knox College, uh, just down the road here. So I'll get some scores from then. Uh, it, it's uh, Hall of Fame weekend here for Mama College, along with homecoming weekend, and had a great group of folks that uh, that went into uh, that, that went into uh, just a second. We got we got a visit here from from former SID Dan Nolan. What's that now? Car- Cardinal. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Uh, Dan gladly stopped by the Cardinal fan to to, to uh, let me know the Pirates gave gave uh, uh, a little seven hundred one home runs. He's he's hit four hundred and fifty of those seven hundred against us anyway. So. <laughs> <laughs> Good to see you, Dan. We got chance, we actually got a chance to talk to Dan uh, during Parents Weekend, the last home game here, uh, former SID at, at Monmouth College. But uh, let's talk about the uh, folks that went in to the uh, uh, Hall of Fame. And we'll do that once we come back from our halftime interview. Vanessa Wedling got a chance to sit down on the morning show with uh, Neil Dahlstrom, a graduate of Monmouth College, uh, has a new book out, critically acclaimed, Book Tractor Wars, John Deere, Henry Ford, International Harvester, and the Birth of Modern Agriculture. He spoke on that uh, book a couple of weeks ago here on campus, and he stopped by the morning show to talk to Vanessa Wendling about that book and what he's been up to. And we'll we'll come back in 30 seconds with that interview, Vanessa's interview with Neil Dahlstrom, and then we'll break down some stats and talk about the homecoming class or the uh, Hall of Fame class of 2022. That'll all be back in uh, 30 seconds. We'll be back. Welcome back to April's Old Memorial Stadium as we are at the half. Mom College leading Lawrence University 55 to nothing. That's right, 55 to nothing at the half. 55 points in the first half for 
that's got a variety of ways. They got a pick six. They got uh, numerous uh, passing touchdowns. They got a couple rushing touchdowns in there as well. Enough for 55 points as we uh, continue our own insurance agency halftime show. It is homecoming weekend on the campus, and they did, they did um, honor some folks in the 2022 Hall of Fame class, the M Club Hall of Fame. Chris Pio, former uh, former coach of the men's and women's cross country programs, also uh, also I believe on uh, some of the uh, track the women's track program. He was an accomplished runner here at college as well, and then spent uh, several years as Monmouth College's sports information director through the 1990s. Also Taylor Steele, one of the uh, one of the best baseball players in, in Scott's history. Uh, he was inducted as well, and along with Tanisha Hughes Newell, one of the best. Uh, women's athletes, or several sports, multi-sport athletes for Tanisha Hughes-Newell. She was inducted as well. Congratulations. Had a nice ceremony at halftime for the 1972 undefeated Monmouth College football team, 9-0, and the only undefeated football team for the Scots in, in uh, program history. I'm Sean Tubble side. Tony Lemon had a nice ceremony there at the half of the 72 squad. Yeah, I really enjoyed that, uh, even right down to the – to the ladies performing out there at midfield, but yeah, the 72 team, how about that, 9-0? The band had a nice performance at halftime. Gabby Madu uh, sang a little uh, tune from the weekend yeah. out there, and I, I thought maybe Monmouth College had spent some money and got the weekend in. It was a fantastic performance. That's how Gucci <laughs> sounded, yeah, correct. <laughs> I had to look around. I was like, what kind of budget they're running here for halftime shows? Mm-hmm. Well, Wisconsin, she did a fantastic job as well. So that just brings us to our halftime stats. I do have some scores from around the Midwest Conference. I'll let Tony Wyman, our broadcast partner, kind of uh, pick some pick some stats out that he saw maybe uh, that stood out, and I think a lot of it's going to be the guys in the red and white. Well, we are going to lead towards the Scots a little bit, so we'll start with the Lawrence Vikings uh, um, rushing the ball. That just we talked about has been tough sledding between the tackles. Um, looks like they've got uh, 17 yards on the ground. 11 of that coming from Pat Thompson. Uh, Jack Sweeney, the quarterback, has scrambled for a net of six yards. He lost 14 on one play. But Jackson Howie has five carries for uh, five yards. Uh, Passing-wise, Jack Sweeney is 7 of 15, two interceptions. He's got 54 yards with a long of 16 yards. And then uh, Aiden Williams, uh, his only attempt was incomplete. Uh, So receiving the ball for uh, Lawrence, uh, 20 yards for Logan Olsen. Uh, He's the tight end. we got 24 yards for Jackson Halley. Jackson Barber has... Uh, he's been targeted five times. He's got two catches for 10 yards. And then uh, Jack Sweeney, uh, <laughs> they've got him down here, but he's not uh, received a pass. No, so, he, he was uh, going to knock. If it did come back, the one that was swatted back, so he was knocking it down. Correct. I, yeah. I guess that officially makes him a target. It, it made him a target, right. I guess <laughs> he could have, inten- you know, unintentionally, <laughs> intentionally caught a pass. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we flip over to the mama side, and this was thing that's interesting because I think – Shy of a special teams touchdown, we've had a score from every variety. We had the pick six. We've got uh, four rushing touchdowns and three uh, passing touchdowns. We'll go through this real quick. Devin Lawrence, he's toted the rock six times for 80 yards. He has a touchdown. McKay Brooks, one carry for 37 yards. That's a heck of an average. He's got a touchdown. Now, Marcus Alvarez, he's carried it uh, two times, gained two yards, but he's got a touchdown. And Shimko, the offensive lineman, when we talked about him, he rushed it in from just Inside the one-yard line, he had a one-yard touchdown. So, uh, unofficially, 12 carries for 112 yards for the rushing attack for the Scots. Now, 
getting over to the passing, uh, Carter Boyer, it, it's funny because I, I probably owe Riley Federer, Riley Federer an apology because I talked about how Carter Boyer was <laughs> phenomenal 10 for 10. But now Riley Federer is 10 for 10. Both quarterbacks 10 for 10 oh, on the day. 20 for 20. The ball has not hit the turf yet. Yeah, it's not for the Scott's offense passing game. How about that? Huh? Unbelievable. Boy, Coach Braun can stick a feather in his cap there. <laughs> Unbelievable. 20 for 20. Uh, Boyer, 168 yards. And Federer, 126. And then uh, a whole bunch of guys with some receiving yards. All right, we get the second half underway. I also had some scores from around the league as well. We'll talk about that as. Uh, we get some dead space here in the start of the third quarter. It's, this, it's the Vikings returning the second half kickoff out to about the 31-yard line, so the Vikings will have first crack at here in the second half. 55 to nothing. That'll bring a close to our LNP Insurance Agency halftime show. Save a lot of food stores. Save a lot of time. Save a lot of money. Save a lot of food store in Monmouth. I got some scores from around the Midwest Conference. The uh, top teams, Lake Forest, Ripon, University of Chicago, and Monmouth, all 2-0 and and all winning. Lake Forest is up 40-7. to That's midway through the, the fourth quarter against Cornell at Cornell. Ripon College also 2-0. They're up 23-21 late in the fourth against IC. Illinois College giving Ripon a ball game today. University of Chicago, no problems with Knox College winning 50-14. to And Beloit and Grinnell. Grinnell's up 28-20 mid-fourth on that one. So all the leaders taking care of business so far here on, uh, on uh, week four of the season, week three of the Midwest Conference season. No shockers there, right? Not yet. <laughs> First carry for the Lawrence Vikings gets about a yard on the ground, so that puts their uh, that puts their yardage up to what eighteen, I think, for the uh, for the rushing game. attack. The rushing attack. Yes. All right. It is second and nine for Jack Sweeney, quarterback for the Lawrence Vikings. Only 39 guys on the roster, so I don't know who would be Sweeney's backup over there. Actually, their backup was listed as Aiden Williams, and he's getting a bunch of playing time um, in this first half at positions other than the quarterback. Back pass Sweeney out to his right. Complete nice catch by Logan Olson. He has uh, he's made some nice grabs today out of the tight end spot. Yeah, he's, he's a nice player. He, he's run crisp routes, and he's, he's shown a, a, a really good display of uh, strong hands. That'll move the stick first and ten for the Vikings from the 41-yard line. Now, on the move. Logan's just a sophomore, so. There's a bunch of, and you brought it up numerous times in the first half. Freshman and sophomore galore. Galore, correct. Uh, Lawrence Vikings. Ball club. Boy, he pulls it out of the belly of the uh, fullback. Pat Thompson, a little read option there, and I thought Thompson was just going to jerk the ball away from Sweeney and keep it, just go ahead and keep it, but. Sweeney does throw it out to the left, complete for a five-yard gain out to the 45-yard line. Let's see, looking at the uh, looking at who the Scots got out there, I think they got some uh, yeah a mixture of some starters and some some uh, backups out there now, but a good a good good chunk of backups out on the defensive side of the football for Thomas College, and they're going to get a bunch of playing time here in the second half. Gain nowhere on the running game up over the left side. There's the fullback, Pat Thompson. That time he got to carry it. Now he's going to gain a form down to the, out to the 47-yard line. I'll bring up a third and fourth. Right closer to five, looking across the way. Depending on which way our, our uh, chain gang's got the, uh, the, the three leaning. Yeah, I would assume Coach Akers, for most of the rest of this game, anything near midfield's probably got to be four down. Yeah, I think so, too. Knowing that, that uh, the Scots may... 
take the foot off the gas and maybe keep the ball on the ground a little bit. Not that that hasn't been working either, but yeah, <laughs> they'll take their chances. Sweeney under pressure, and he's going to go down. Maybe uh, maybe a couple of half sacks in there, but I think it's going to be a full sack to the guy getting up off the pile now, 99 for the Scots. That's Anthony Stakakis from Oswego, freshman out of Oswego. He's a good size freshman, 6'3", 220. Yeah. He's going to get a sack. You can't coach sign, so no. at least he's got that no. for him. That's a freshman. Good grief. Well, it's a 12, so the sack will bring out the front team. For the Vikings, you can see Jalen Williams standing on his own 27-yard line. Punt is up. And the Scots actually got a piece of a couple of punts. Going to hit it to 32. Take a uh, decent bounce back to the 25 for the Vikings. You know, as a creature of habit, it's just natural that when I saw that sack, I immediately started looking for personnel. Yeah, was that 46? <laughs> the only side 46, line? that's what I was telling myself. Where's 46? Uh, Easy to do. Easy to do. Well, we got a nice little message from your broadcast partner. Uh, Mr. Dugan? Dugan? Mr. Dugan. So he's firing both of us? What's he doing? He says we're fired, but he says hi. <laughs> Good to see. Good to hear from Mr. Dugan. I'm sure uh, being out of town today probably probably killed him with this being homecoming weekend. I'm sure he'll be back for maybe some of that. The festivities? Yeah. Festivities maybe yeah. later on. I hope he is. <laughs> First to 10 from the 25-yard line. Scott's offense. Carter Royer starting the second half. I'm, I'm guessing we'll see some action summers before, before this is all said and done. The gift straight across. Trying to stretch it out to the right end. The gain out over the 30 five-yard line. That should be out over the 30-yard line out to the 32. Gain of eight. Good game there. Yeah, a lot of this. still Boyer out there, isn't it? Uh, yes. Yes, it is. Okay. A lot of pressure on Carter Boyer because you're you're pitching a perfect game right now. Back Back in home. Nope, it is that, Ashton that Summers. Is Ashton yep, Ashton yep. Summers out there, the the uh, sophomore. From so the pressure night. goes on him. Yeah, now he gets to uh, <laughs> a little offense. Second and eight. I've seen Ashton a couple times. I think he got some time at the end of the uh, Warburg game as well, and maybe maybe some time at the end of the Grinnell and IC game. Well, at least the Grinnell game, maybe, because Federer missed that one. So he would have been the backup to Boyer. Straight ahead, trying to get to the first down marker. He was about a half yard short. It'll be, it'll be third. Marcus Albers with the carry. So he's about a half yard short. Yeah, I'm still, I'm still wanting to see Mr. Nimrick, Josh Nimrick, get in the end zone since he was so close. Yeah. The sideline exploded yeah. thinking that he had gotten in. they got to see Josh Nimmer get a carry. And we thought he got in. Yeah, I thought he did, for sure. The uh, Kiwani border maker. That would be that would be nice to see. Because, you know, Coach Braun here, like we talked about it, you're still working on things. Yes. you got to build depth. Football is a strange game. People get hurt all the time. You have to still continue to work on things, even in a 55-0 game. Third and one straight ahead. Ooh, take it out of the backfield. So that's going to be a loss on the place. We might see uh, Addison Fletcher back out here again, the punter. He's warming up. That was uh, Marcus Albert stopped maybe a half-yard loss. So it's fourth and a full yard now from the Scott well, Zone 34. Yeah, I'm looking over here and Addison. No, good on it. It's not. It's going to be a new punter out there. And it is uh, It's either Ethan Evans or Hunter Davina. Whoever it is, it's 44. I'm going to say it is Hunter Davina from Galesburg. From Galesburg, yeah. yeah. I think he might have done a little punting there at Galesburg. So, Galesburg, Silver Street, Hunter Davina out there to do some punting, giving the rest of the day off to 
As one hop to Davina, nice catch on the one hop, and he just blasted one. Fair catch called for and dropped, and it's Scott's football inside the 30. Man, I'm telling you what, when it rains, it pours. If you're the, the Lawrence Vikings, you're finally going to get a stop, get the ball back, and instead you give the ball right back to Mama inside the 30 at the 28. Yeah, fair catch called for just hit right off the old shoulder front, front shoulder pad. Yeah. Uh. I don't think it was a sun issue, but no. But but what a tremendous job by Davina because you just come into the ball game and the first snap back to you is a two hopper. Two blasts. <laughs> Even the net would have been a good one on that one. Yeah, that was a, that was a heck of a kick. You got to feel the bad snap and still get rid of the ball. <laughs> and and Addison Fletcher greets him on the sidelines. That's very nice to see. <laughs> Coach Coach Braun is also uh, was kind of chasing after Davina with a smile on his face. I don't know what that was about, but. Coach Braun got a broke into a jog there with a big smile on his face. First throw from Ashton Summers is caught. Nice little shake and bake move, avoiding a few tackles and about a nine-yard gain out there to uh, Jackson Bergman, United Red Storm Jackson Bergman. Had a nice, with Jake here as out of the lineup, that, that kind of bumped Jackson up up a few notches and, and got a couple starts there early in the year and made the most of it. Eight catches in those first couple of games. Former Red Storm. I still haven't gotten a. Uh, somebody shoot me a score of the United Walter Christian um, score this afternoon. It was 16 nothing United early. It was over on our sister station, AM 1330. So if anybody's got a score out there, please shoot that to me. We get that out to the folks. Second and two, Summers to give to McCade Brooks. Ooh, he was cut down. It looked like he had a little bit of a hole there. Did did a nice chunk of yardage, and instead he's going to be about a yard short. That's only a gain of about a yard. That hole closed up pretty quick. That was a nice low tackle. Yeah, Pascarello from the Vikings there. Really good job. He anticipated that play. Up the old legs right out from under. Kate Brooks. Those are the ones that hurt, too. <laughs> you don't see him coming, just whack yeah. right off the old side. Right, yeah. yeah. Third and one. Let's see if Scott's keep his drive going. We're down to seven and a half minutes. This third quarter is moving Way quicker than those first two quarters did. Lots of scoring and lots of lots of uh, points on the board. Lots of points, and, and which means a lot of kickoffs and a lot of timeouts. Third and one, taking all the play clock to give straight ahead to McCade Brooks. He's got the first down inside the 20, down to about 17. So that'll move the sticks. Set this for a while, but that is the first down, sponsored by Pepperoni's Pizza. Casual pizzeria chain serving wings and New York style pies, including vegan and gluten free options. I told you this week this looked like on paper this could get out of hand and to uh, make sure you, you develop some good stories we tell the folks here in the second half to kill some time. Oh, <laughs> well, <laughs> I'll let you pick that one off. <laughs> yeah, good, wholesome, good, wholesome, clean homecoming story. Oh, <laughs> I've got some stories. First and 10 for Ashton Summers. Got a couple of backs in the backfield with him. Receivers put left and right. They snap. Goes straight ahead to McKay's Brooks. This time he avoids that first tackle. Gets inside the 15 down to the 14. I'd like to advise our listeners at this time that $5 worth of gas is not very much <laughs> gas. <laughs> uh, I don't know how you got that van to go as far as it did. There's <laughs> a lot of coasting. A lot of coasting. You've got to shut the engine off at the right time. You're going down a hill and fire back up. Yeah. Yeah, that's, uh, that's uh, 
that's actually a clean story that could be told. Not many gas stations <laughs> open at 11:30 at night in Carthage either. So <laughs> yeah, you know me, I like to run on run on the edge. <laughs> my uh, my wife still yells at me for that now. You, you need gas. That's a quarter of a tank, girl. I could get to Chicago. Leave me alone. I have no doubt that you think that way. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Get to Chicago on a quarter of a tank. Second and seven for the Scots. Give to Brooks again. A little bit of a crease there. He'll get a short gain. That'll make third and about five after a couple yards there by McKay Brooks. But it keeps the clock moving down to 5.30. Yeah, I know, uh, uh, was it last year or the season before, a couple of teams had put had put over 70, close to 80 points on the board. And I've, I've discussed the issue with, with Coach Brown on the air and off the air, and he said that's just, just not my style to get 70, 80 points up on somebody unless – you know, these guys are going to try. You're going to try to score, but you're not going to throw the, the you know, the flea flicker that we saw in the first half. Right. You're not going to throw deep sideline routes, you know, stuff like that. You're going to keep falling ground. If you score, you score. But he's not one that's going to intensely get up over, you know, much over the 70 mark. And I don't think I've seen him. And he's had the opportunity, like today. The Cade Brooks on a stretch play shakes one tackler, but maybe gets a yard out of it after the initial contact. I don't like to make predictions, but I will go out on a limb as of right now and say I don't think we'll see another flea flicker today. No, no. <laughs> but, I don't. but the one that we did see was beautifully developed. Pretty fun. Cody Zuck coming out here for a field goal attempt. He was three for three last week field goals and seven for seven extra points. He was the Midwest Conference's player of the special teams player of the week. Your offensive player of the week last week was Grayson Woodhouse from Grinnell, and your defensive player of the week was Trenton Braille from Lake Forest. Zelt for a 29-yarder. It's blocked and picked up by the Vikings. Down the sideline, not a whole lot of return after that. I've never seen Cody Zelt get a kick block. Now, I don't know who who all was, uh, who, who all they had on the line. I mean, there might have been some backups on the, on the offensive line there as well. But I've never seen Cody get one blocked, I don't think. Well, it was a no-doubter. I mean, it was certainly... Yeah, he, and whoever was got a, got a full hander. Got a on. full hander, yeah, maybe even both on it. And then there was some heavy hitting going on afterwards. <laughs> We're talking about not running the score. Surely Coach Brown did say, I'll let a couple guys through. No. <laughs> I just let a couple guys through. I wouldn't think so. 347 <laughs> here to go in the third quarter. So, nearing the end of the uh, third quarter, it seems like it was halftime a minutes ago. First and 10 for the Vikings from their own 25. Sweeney's still in the ball game. He'll throw it. Takes the catch to Logan Olson again. Got about an eight-yard gain out to the 33. Olson. He had 20 yards receiving. That's a half, so. He's reaching for my halftime staff, too. Good call. Three catches in the first half. He's had that's that second here in the second half. So five catches today for Logan Olson. Yeah, I'm still amazed. And, and until we really got to the breakdown of the halftime staff, had no idea that the Scots were 20 for 20 in the passing game. That's yeah. amazing. Yeah, I mean, I knew. The, I think that's the most amazing stat out of all the offensive numbers in the first half. Correct, yeah. I, I knew that it was impressive, but I had no idea it was 20 for 20. Second and two. And they're still perfect. Yeah. Straight ahead. Ooh, shaking a couple tackles to get the first down. Then taking a pop at the end of the play, Jackson Howley. Nice nice second effort from Jackson Howley. That's, that's what you like to see to Coach Baker's is, effort like that in a 55 nothing game when That's you're a right. starter. Yep. 
regardless of the score, you still got a job to do. And they're still playing hard. With 39 guys on the roster, there's not a whole lot of guys breathing down your neck, so it would be even easier to take a player too long. Right. First and 10 for the Vikings out to the 40-yard line. They're on 40. Wait for the snap here. Now Sweeney gets it out to his right. Uh, a little bit behind the receiver, but the catch is made. Nice catch. Yeah, about three yards on the game. Jake Spencer. Catch by Spencer. Six foot one, one eighty five. He is uh, that's, that's a skinny young man right there. Dublin, California. Not a whole not a whole lot of weight there below the waist for uh for uh, Mr. Spencer. But the college of what is he a freshman? He gotta be a freshman, isn't he? Uh Spencer's a sophomore. He'll put some weight on that young man before this little set done. Speaking of calories at uh what was we talking there in the first half? Carbohydrates? What were we talking about? Yeah, I don't want any uh, gluten-free pizza. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, they're not going to let him have I any. I appreciate them offering it. And they sat behind the line of scrimmage, thrown down again by Anthony Stakakis. Is that his second? <laughs> and he just laid a high five on, uh, <laughs> on Egan Bender, and as he was so... Jacked up after the sack, he he uh, slapped Egan Bender's hand and Bender immediately started shaking Chicken his hand. Yeah, <laughs> boy, that, wow, six three, two hundred twenty pound freshman from Oswego. Wow, he told everybody, "I'm here today." Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah, I think the pass rush, the pass rush for the uh, for the Scots is in good shape with him. <laughs> It'll be third and fourteen for the Vikings. Back to pass. Sweeney out to his left, incomplete. Short hops. Ooh, we got a flag in behind the play. That's going to be roughly the passer. So the two is Sikoskis, who's going to get the penalty, <laughs> just now realizes they threw the flag and puts his hands up. Like, I didn't do anything. Yeah, it's going to be roughing the passer. Coach, uh, Coach, uh, is that Coach Freitag? Yeah, Coach Freitag, he's not buying it either. Well, we'd have to go back and look, but I... I was looking I re- down at the short hop pass, and I'd seen the quarterback lay on the ground, but I, I didn't see the hit, so I don't, I can't comment on whether it was or not. I think that's only the second penalty that's been called this game, so it's been a relatively clean yes, game. Yes, have. Um, it's a good point. We had the uh, we had the uh, interference call, which I didn't I didn't I didn't buy. Right. Yep. That was that was in the first half. Yeah. Yep. First and ten after the penalty. Roughing the quarterback. Inside Scott's territory at the 49. Ooh, big hole there. And a big gain inside the 40. 35 30 still on his feet for Jackson Howley. The run there by Howley. That's a chance to, uh, chance to uh, get, uh, get inside the red zone. And they haven't been inside the red zone a whole lot. No, I've had. I- Going back to the first quarter, I think, was the last time. Sweeney quickly out to his left, caught, and tackled behind the line of scrimmage. Good coverage out there by the Scots. I'm too old to see the number car out there. Is that, uh, is that a Gipschiaco? Is that Gelsberg's Gipschiaco, number 22, maybe? No, he's right back. can't be 22. It's 20-something. 
behind the line of scrimmage. So second and 11 from the 30. End of the third quarter. <laughs> Quick quarter. End sure of the was. third quarter. 55 nothing. No score here in the third quarter. Still 55 nothing. The same same uh, advantage for the Scots at the half. We'll be back in one minute here on Sunday on AM 1330 FM 94.1 WRAM. Accurate April Zorn Memorial Stadium starting the fourth quarter. First play of the fourth quarter. We had a similar play in the first half, and you and I broke the whole thing down, and it actually happened here in the fourth quarter. What just happened there? I think Jackson Sweeney's trying to pat his receiving <laughs> stats. That'll be his second target of the, of the game. <laughs> but he batted it down. I mean, technically he could have caught it and took off. Yeah, I didn't see what Scott on, on the on the pass play just knocked it right back at Sweeney, and Sweeney just two-hand spiked it onto the ground. But that's another target. That's the second target of the day. Yeah. Third and 12 for Sweeney and the Vikings. Back pass, looking down the middle of the field, throws it, got a man. And it's going to be a first down inside the 20, down to about the 15 is where they will spot the football. First and 10, that'll move to six. It's the workhorse, Logan Olsen. Oh, good old Dennis. He's had a nice day. I, yeah. That's, that's a guy that's going to help a lot of would help a lot of clubs around the Middle West Conference. It's something you can kind of work for the future. What did we say Olsen was? Did you say sophomore? Was he sophomore? Yeah. From Atlanta, Georgia. Not only from an academy, he's from the best academy at this. Timeout taken by head coach Tony Akers of the Vikings. His first timeout. With 14.45 to go in the fourth quarter, we will step aside and take a timeout. Sponsored by Tinkham's Electric. If you're looking for an electrician contractor you can trust, call Tinkham's Electric at 335-3034 or go to Tinkham'sElectric.com. We'll be back in 30. Full piece back on the field following the timeout. Lawrence Littleton-Loft pass down the left side. Got him. That's the guy we were just talking about. Jake Spencer catches the touchdown pass and he celebrates. That's a uh, nice throw by Sweeney. Of course, again, we got some got some backups, but good good uh, good experience for the Scots backups because with the 39-man roster, Lawrence is throwing a lot of starters still out there. Right? Yeah, they have they don't have a whole lot of choice. Coach Akers is doing what he can. Nice little play drawn up there, Jake Spencer. I'm gonna check the stats, but that's, he's got some. on for the extra point is Blumenthal. Ben Blumenthal, low snap, good job by the holder. Line drive kick is, oh, we got a flag on the play. We have to redo that. That offside, so on false start on Lawrence. That's going to back him up a little bit. If he hits another line drive like that, it might not get there. <laughs> that wasn't much over the goalpost. Yeah, we saw that on, a, what, yeah, an attempt in the first half, yeah. Yeah, like you said, he's going to have to get some air under it. Yeah, they was, yeah, field goal. I think they're buying up for a field goal try. Yeah. Blumenthal is going to get another shot here from the 15, so it's equivalent to a 25-yard field goal. Snap is better. Hold it down, and no. I don't know if Scott's got a piece of that, but it didn't get – I don't think it got to the end, end line there. So the extra point is no good. 55-6, to six, Blumenthal 3 of 5 on the year, kicking extra points. So he's had some issues with the limited number of opportunities he's had. 14-18 to go fourth quarter. We'll be back in 30 seconds for the Farm King kickoff. Welcome back to April's Zone Memorial Stadium following the touchdown by the Lawrence Vikings. Kickoff, a little punch kick down to about the 19-yard line. Out to the 30. 35, not much past the 35. A little block and a couple players going at it behind the play there in about midfield. 
and see who uh, that Jalen Williams. Jalen Williams, I think, on the return out to the 36-yard line. So the Scott's offense will come out. I'm guessing probably we'll see a whole lot of running plays here again here in the fourth quarter, similar to the third quarter. Yeah, i got to believe you're just yeah. going to feed the backs. Yeah. And, and like you said, it's this and I, what, uh, you had a term with depth. What was the term you used with depth? I thought it was a great term. You are working on depth right now. Sure. <laughs> yeah, you. Because yeah. I mean, you're seeing you're you got to be seeing some starters here for the Vikings. So your 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 second string is going against some, some starters, right? Without question, you have to keep working on things and building depth because building guess, depth. There you go. Yeah, because injuries happen all the time in this game. Straight ahead, run for the Scots out to the 39 yard line. So gain of two, four. That's not more. It's 26. Devin Pinker, Wildwood, Florida, junior running back. Pinker got some carries, got a few carries last year and early this year. I wonder if he's uh, getting a little banged up. Pinker's got some carries through the uh, last year and a half, but haven't seen a whole lot here. In the backfield with Ashton Summers is, there's the Galesburg. I've there's been wanting Galesburg. to say this name all day, but I'm going to let you what, have you, it. You want to take a shot at it? A Gypsyaco. Perfect. How got it. That? Alex Gypsyaco. I think he got the carry. And lost a yard. So, like, it's second or third carry for, for Alex so far this year. That's the third carry. Got to get got to get the positive. That's. I think he got back. They're going to give him back the line of scrimmage or maybe, maybe a yard loss there. And he's at minus four coming in. So, we got to get... We gotta get Alex up over oh, in yeah. positive yardage. That's here. a no-brainer. That's gonna happen. I say right here, third and eight. Four mamas. Back to pass is Summers. Got a deep route down the left sideline. Just overthrows his receiver down that left sideline. So that'll bring up fourth down. And there went the perfect game. Yep. There went the. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> 20 of 21, well, I don't know how many passes they've thrown here in a second. I'd like to look it up on the stats here, but folks, they were they were 20 of 20 in the first half throwing the football. That's, that's an amazing number. Now will come the backup punter for the Scots. As Alex, or excuse me, Addison Fletcher is going to get the afternoon off. 1241 to go, 55 to 6. We were having so much scoring there for a while. We were, it was easy to get the score. I was able to get the score for a while. 55 to 6, end over end kick. That's going to take, yeah, I can see that off the foot. That's going to take a Lawrence bounce. And that will be a about a nine yard punt from, from the uh, Scots punter. And that is. Uh, who we said it was? Uh, Hunter Davina from Galesburg. Yeah. So that really good punt he had in the first half was just completely taken out of play by that nine-yard punt by Davina. It was straight up in the air and it was end over end. And I could tell by the way it was spinning that wasn't going to go. That wasn't going to go Mama's way. It came about five yards back. Advantage Vikings on the, on that kick. Well, sometimes that just happens. So first and ten, Lawrence inside Scott's territory. I think that's the first time they've had the ball to start a drive inside Scott's territory. Today. I believe you're right. And they're going to go back to midfield. First run by fullback Pat Thompson loses about three yards, two yards. They'll say forward progress to the 49. So it'll be second and 12. With a little over 12 minutes remaining, fourth quarter, 55 to six. 
got the 55-0 lead at the half. And kind of what they've been stuck on. So we were, I know we were talking about maybe looking up some offensive records for the Scots in one game, but throw that out. They've had a pretty, pretty relatively tame second half here. I think each team only had the ball twice in that third quarter. It went by so fast. And a handoff again straight ahead and stopped in the backfield. Pat Thompson stopped for a bigger loss, and maybe uh, the defensive player for the Scots, I thought he was going to take the handoff. It'll be third and 15 for the Vikings after that loss on the play. I thought they were going to, I thought they were in here to give us a 50 I thought she much. meant I won the 50 50. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> if you're here to give it to me, I'm, I'll take it. I got, we, we got confused. I got two pockets. We got confused for the actual press box in here. And <laughs> I thought they were just going to give us all the money, but all they dropped was a bunch of tickets down. We don't need the tickets. Yeah, I don't money. need the tickets. <laughs> third and 15 for the Vikings. And caught at midfield and a chance to maybe jump around or maybe even make the tackle was Jarvis Gulley, defensive back from Florida, freshman for the Scots. He uh, looked like he wanted to go get the football, but the receiver was in the way, and he didn't want to, didn't want to interfere. Right. So he just kind of waited for him to catch it and lay the shoulder. He did lay the shoulder to him. Yeah, he did. Fourth and ten, that'll bring the punt unit out for Lawrence. Blumenthal will come out. You know, that's something. With a 55 to nothing halftime lead, I didn't think there was anything that could have upset me today, but not winning the 50 50 or being that close to winning, I guess I should say, is a little depressing. Right. <laughs> Whoever was in charge of the 50 50 trying found a whole bunch of tickets in here wondering if we were. Hey, the block punt. Blumenthal's punt gets blocked. Ball is still loose. Picked up at the 40. 30, 25, 15. 10-5, touchdown, Scott. What I tell you at halftime, all we needed was a special teams touchdown. That, I believe, is Landon Moss, freshman from Perry, Missouri. There's a couple of 34s on there, and, and being uh, kind of some backups, we're not used to seeing the mannerisms, but that is either Landon Moss or Sam Phillips with the scoop and score following the pump block. And the, the Scott's <laughs> sideline is, is going nuts. They love it. The punt was blocked, and I thought the play was dead. Yeah, and I did then, too. Uh, and then all of a sudden, the ball just comes sporting out somewhere to a to a rugby scrum. We got the royal flush. We've got rushing touchdowns, passing touchdowns. We got a pick six, and now we got a special team. That would be as close to a royal flush as I'll ever get in my life. Hey, same here. <laughs> and that was as close as I'll ever get to winning a fifty-fifty. Put all the cards on the table. And with the fans there, that could have been a, a nice one to win. And now out for an extra point try again is uh, the backup kicker. Oh, that's much better. And I think he, he sailed her through. The first couple were line drives. He's got, I think he's got his mojo going now. And that is... Uh, well, that might have been R.J. Oh, Ayton. Yeah, that's another kicker. You're right. Yep, yeah. yep, yep. And I see it. 48. The freshman yep. from Princeton. Oh, that looked pretty good. It did. That looked pretty good. Real nice kick. That was. That had plenty of distance to it. And the extra point is good. So it's 62 to 6. Got a first touchdown here in the uh, second half with 9.50 to go in the fourth quarter. That's a touchdown sponsored by Robert Thompson Trucking for all your rock, sand, dirt, 
and grain hauling needs, call Robert Thompson Trucking at 768-2697. So the Scots off the schneid in the second half after scoring 55 in the first half. They get their first touchdown via special team. So that'll bring uh, the uh, R.J. Auten back out to the kickoff now. So he gets the extra points, or you let him kick off, too. That was fun. That was fun. That was fun. I thought the play was dead at the 30, and all of a sudden the football just scored it out. Scored it out? It picked up. We're going to see who they officially give that to on the uh, staff. So we've got to credit that young man with his first, surely his first Scots touchdown. Kick off down to the 10-yard line. Pick it out by Sheldon Watson. Good return by Watson. 40, 45, 50. A couple of Scots got the angle on him. He's going to take him out of the kicker, R.J. Houghton. <laughs> High tackle and kind of a, uh, <laughs> a physical tackle there by Ott. Yeah. Maybe, uh, maybe didn't look like your prototypical kicker tackle. Coach Brother, maybe look at him, maybe playing some defensive back here. That's a good return there. He's had a couple of them by uh, Sheldon Watson. And, and uh, we referenced uh, uh, my, my my normal partner, Duga. He said, well, Kick, kickoff returns like that means they probably have a lot of practice, that they have actually taken a lot of practice, uh, Lawrence, as uh, returning kicks. And that's year. a really good point. <laughs> so that will come the Lawrence Vikings offense. It's Phil Sweeney out there. His backup is listed as Aiden Williams. I would imagine we'll see Sweeney. Sweeney's a sophomore. Might as well leave him out there and get some, get some reps in. Sweeney will keep. Pulls it out of the belly of the running back, and he, he will get a first down. On the right sideline, inside the 20. Now they're close to the 15. We'll see where they shove him out of bounds at. Looks like the 17 yard line. First and 10 for the Vikings as we are under 10 minutes, nearing the 9 minute mark. 9 15, the clock moving. 62 to 6. Scott's had this well in hand from about mid first quarter on. Well, we were with a touchdown 30 seconds in. Pass from Sweeney is complete inside the 15 down to the 12. 46 seconds into the ball game. Yeah, and then and then uh, another touchdown, I think, a minute later. So we were, we exactly. were right around a minute after the game, and it was 14, 14 nothing, Scott. Right. Got ugly quick. As Lawrence get the plans to the side. That maybe it was Spencer that made that catch, but he's lined up here on the left side. I don't think that was Spencer. He got a touchdown pass from Sweeney for the Viking score. Now off the left side, back up and pulled behind the line of scrimmage. Back to the 15. They're going to forward progress to 13. That's a generous forward progress from Pat Thompson. It has gotten a little warmer here. It airfills on as the afternoon has went along. Yeah. <laughs> Started out a nice. Nice crisp, cold afternoon. It's gotten a little warm. Still not a cloud in the sky, though. So you're you're safe. You're you're safe on the rain call. This will be the first game out of the fourth that the, that the Scots have played that we haven't played in at least a downpour at some point. I'm not taken by the Scots. Bad Braun didn't like maybe what he saw out there personnel-wise. So we'll take a short timeout, a 30-second break for the Tickets Electric timeout is 62 to six. 62 to 6, the Scots lead the Lawrence Vikings. We'll be back. Back here at April's Old Memorial Stadium following the Mammoth uh, College timeout, sponsored by Pickham's Electric. It'll be third and about six. 
for the Vikings. Keeper by Sweeney. He'll throw it up, back of the end zone, out of the back of the end zone. No way that was going to be caught. That'll bring up a fourth and six. I've seen Sweeney make some pretty nice throws. Now, that one, I think, is the case. Is the coverage was so good. It's either going to be well out of bounds or my receiver is going to catch it one or the other. Yeah, at least throw it to a spot, yeah. uh, you know, to where you can't get hurt. That'll bring up fourth down. Offense will stay on the field. They've had some struggles with the place-kicking game today, so might as well leave the offense out there at this point. Well, they're still working on things, too, you know. Young coach, young team. Trying to, six. trying to make positive things happen. Sweeney takes the snap, looking out to his left. Now a screen pass in the middle. Almost knocked down by the Scots, but they are going to stop it well short of the first down, so the ball will be turned over. Screen didn't work that time. No, that, that was almost intercepted. Yeah, before for the Scots. That was um, Zach Langenbach almost knocked that down. It looked like, it looked like a basketball trying to get the passing lane of a basketball. Nice uh, nice try there by Longenbach from Apache Junction, Arizona, junior. Yeah, he did a real good job of sniffing that play out. The scouts' offense will come on the field. What's the chances of maybe just keeping this thing on the ground and eating up the last 740? About four timeouts, or excuse me, four first downs, four pepperonis first downs, and just get out of this thing. Yeah, i I got to believe that's what we're going to see here. I can't tell if the Gypsy Ako is still out there, but we got to get him the positive yard. Also, Braden Dean has been at quarterback from Rockridge. Yeah. A couple of Rockridge quarterbacks on this roster. Dean, straight back to a Gypsy Ako. He's got positive yardage. I think he might that might get him into positive territory. I knew we could do it. <laughs> That's a gain of about eight or nine, and he was probably, I'm guessing, around minus six so far as the start of his Scott's career. He just gets started. Nice little burst of speed there. Good to see the freshman, the freshman. Getting, some, getting some carries here. Even in even mop-up time, that's good to see. Second and two, so a gain of eight for former Silver Street. Braden Deem, at quarterback, I, uh, just a freshman. I, I've done last couple of years. Actually, I've done games of, of Deems and Federer's for the Thomas Roseville Titans at and they were good. Gosh, they were good. Second and two, taking up the whole play clock here. Play clock off? Why do they got the play clock off? Is it um, maybe malfunctioning? Must be. Straight ahead is a Gypsy Aqua. He's got first down. No, it's, yeah, that's Gypsy Aqua. And that'll move the sticks, and Pepperoni's going to get at least another first that's down call. Right. Casual pizzeria chain serving wings and New York style pies including vegan and gluten-free options. Forward personnel doing lingering around over here to the uh, side. Looking for some, he looking, somebody wants an autograph probably over here. He wants to hit somebody probably. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'll tell you what, he ain't hit me. No. I'll tell you that. I mean, I'm, if he did, I'm, it'd only be once. I'm not very fast at my age now, but if I got a forward personnel chasing me, I'm probably going to outrun him. Just let's be out of straight fear. <laughs> First and ten for the Scots with under six minutes to go. 62-6, to Mama's leading Lawrence. And the gift straight ahead. Count over the 25, gain of about four yards for Gypsyako at 30 again. Yeah. Also, Dre Gypsyako is on the uh, roster as well. Where's, uh, where's Dre at? 
uh, Alex and Dre, the twins. You get one, you get the other. Wide rec- he's listed as a wide receiver for uh, Mom. Package deal. Parents said, no, you get one, you got to take the other. <laughs> so that's the way it goes. Keep an eye on your brother. <laughs> Both of you. <laughs> yeah, each one of you. Keep an eye on your brother. Yeah, they, I don't see the play clock up, so it must be malfunctioning. So they've been looking at the back judge for uh, the count. And there's the count for five. There we go. Straight ahead. Gypsy, uh, that's not a Gypsy Cock. That's McCabe Brooks, I think, again. No, oh, Devin Pinkard. Pinkard with the carry. Pinkard from Wildwood, Florida. Yeah, just looking. Uh, got a little time here. They're going to take hold. They're going to take hold the play clock. 62 to 6. It'll be third and three for Monmouth. Looking at some of the uh, local talent. Of course, Riley Federer from Rockridge. Rocky and Sphinx from Galesburg. Get some time. Michael Lord, defensive back from Illinois West. He's a little banged up right now, I believe. Uh, Carson Wallace from Knoxville, a freshman. Jake Uraz from Farmington. Addison Fletcher from Monmouth Roseville, a senior. Braden Beam and a quarterback now from Rockridge. Derek Chandler on the roster. This is defensive back. A wide receiver, excuse me, a running back and defensive back for Monmouth Roseville. He's a freshman. Lionel West, Carter Boyer, plays the quarterback today. Third and three for the Scots. Dean, straight ahead. Trying to get to that first down marker. He's going to be a little short. It's going to be four and one. This will be interesting with three fifty-four yeah. to go. Do you go for it? Do you do? Uh, yeah. Or do you give your backup punter? Yeah, let's give your backup punter a little, uh, little work. Huh? Under Davina. Going to come back out and pump the football. Got He's got to redeem himself. For exactly. Yeah, you, Coach Braun's you giving him the opportunity. Yeah. <laughs> Son, if you fall off of a horse, the best thing is to get right back, get right back up on the thing. <laughs> Give it a nice slip kick in the haunches. Fourth and one. Davina, another one of those uh, local products. He'll take all the play clock. He'll probably snap it. Yeah, right around the 310 mark. 310 right now. There's a snap. Low snap brings her down. Kick is away. Another spinner. This one might get a mama bounce. And it's, it's literally just going to bounce straight up and then straight back down. Hmm. That didn't roll, but maybe a yard after it hit. Nope. <laughs> kind of like a neutral bounce there. That's what I'd like. That's by, hard to do. That's what I'd like by pitching wedge to do. Right. Right like that. Check up. <laughs> Check up. Instead of, and mine's just like the ones that roll for another <laughs> 20 yards. Getting relief. Off the back <laughs> of the green and then throw the club somewhere. You've got a son that can throw one up on the green like that <laughs> and get her to just do what he wants it to do. Yeah, I don't, I've, I've no, no clue where he got his decent ability to hit golf. He plays no from idea. the wrong side of the ball, though. you <laughs> right. got to tell him that. <laughs> right, yeah. That uh, game's easy for left-handers. He, uh, you know, I just want to make a left-handed pitcher out of him, so that, that seemed to work out. <laughs> that's quite a little, little college ball being, being a pitcher. But that's and off he's the a, right side, and a gain of a couple out to the 44. Second and uh, eight now. He's a mama oh. alum. Yeah. He uh, normally, he's, he's in a wedding today, uh, or he would be on campus somewhere here. Sure. Uh, and the wedding he's attended is another Monmouth, Monmouth uh, college graduate. So they're just taking their homecoming to a different spot. I right, think. A right. Lot, a lot of, uh, It'll travel. 
guys he played with on the, on the baseball team are going to be be there and get to spend some time. So they're doing the homecoming thing, just not on campus. I, well, I, I hope they stay hydrated. <laughs> right. This is a good wholesome pump. Off the left side is Sheldon Watson. Stacked up after about a three-yard gain after the 47. Still stacked up. And we're just going to walk back to the huddle. There we go. We're down to under two minutes now. Scott's comfortable ahead, 62 to six. So they are going to move to three and zero in conference play. It looks like, and we'll maybe I'll try to get some finals for you. Well, Lake Forest is going to get the win over Cornell. They were up big mid fourth, so Lake Forest is going to go to three and zero. Rippon had a had a just a two point lead over Illinois College late in that one. They were two and zero. In the day, and Chicago uh, had a huge lead on Knox. Actually, I think that was a final 50 to 14. So Chicago was going to go to three and zero. That'd be a shocker if Illinois College could pull yeah. pull that win off against Rippon. Definitely. Ooh, there's a pass out to the right, caught, and just completely uh, taken out of the play by Francois Boney from St. Thomas Virgin Islands. It'll be fourth and two. I think the catch was made by Jackson Barber. And Boney just took his legs right out from under it. So fourth and one from the Scots 49 with 50 seconds left to go. I'm sure they're, yeah, you got to go for it here with under a minute to go just to, because the Scots are going to take a knee anyway. Well, if they do get a stop. Swing trying to draw the Scots off. Does not. Straight ahead. First down. Down to the 46-yard line. Good straight-ahead run there by the Vikings. I don't know if that was the fullback or if, uh... Nope, that was... That was Sheldon again. Or Howley, excuse me. Jackson Howley. Yeah. Are they going to snap the ball? That's the question. Yeah, down to 10. Yeah, I think they're just going. They're going to try to get one more play off here. Go deep. Go deep. Fly routes. Everybody fly routes. Don't straight <laughs> ahead. That's right. Oh, big run. Inside the 30, 25, and finally tackled at the 21 on the final play of the game. That would be a good uh, good chunky yardage there for Jackson Howley on his stats. And if you're the scout, you're like, oh, we, probably. And we, once we get the final stats, we'll know for sure. But I can't think that they would have rushed for more than 50 today. What did they have in the first No, I think we net, had, uh, uh, what, 22 coming in, maybe? 22 yards at halftime, I think, rushing. Yeah, so they might they might have got to 50. Actually, that, that carry right there would have probably put them over 50, but pretty good second half by the Scots. 55 nothing at the half. Uh, each team scores a touchdown in the second half. Uh, both teams just trying to get out of that one, uh, especially the Scots just trying to get out healthy and, and uh, move on down the road. 62-6 to six is your final. We'll take a three-minute break. Come back with a post-game show. We'll break down the stats and I'll maybe get some finals from around the Midwest Conference. We'll be back in three minutes. Welcome back to April's Dorm Memorial Stadium. Is a happy homecoming crowd is filing out of the uh, of the field anyway. Probably head back to the dorms with parents in town and and uh, and other things going on as uh, Scott's players are milling around the field in their in their uh, positional groups and they'll be heading off as well. Sixty-two to six, the Scots put this one away. Hurley up 14 to nothing, a minute and a half into the game, had a pick six and a, and a touchdown pass, and that uh, that put the Scots up early. Uh, again, a minute and a half into this one. 
It was uh, it was all uh, all all uh, all Scots uh, in that first half. I can't think of maybe but a handful of plays that the Scots would have probably taken back. Of course, coaching wise, coaches can always find always find some improvement on on every play. But the Scots were pretty flawless in that first half, leading 55 to nothing at the half, and then. Where both teams, uh, especially on the scout side, took took their foot off the gas a little bit there, just trying to get out healthy and move on down the road. They've got a huge matchup next week against the University of Chicago on the road in Chicago. Chicago uh, right behind the Scots in the, in the preseason coaches poll. Lake Forest with a seven first-place votes was the preseason favorite, followed by Monmouth College with three first-place votes, the remaining three first-place votes. And then the University of Chicago right behind Mama. So a big one next week between a couple of three and O teams. As uh, we start this post game show, which is sponsored by Larry's Collision Center. If you have collision damage repair, call Larry's Collision Center at 734-1949. Larry's Collision Center, professional auto body repair services, drivers trust. Don't have the final stats yet from the uh, from the crew here at Mama. I'll try to punch that up on uh, on my phone to see what they've see what they've got for the uh, final stats, but I do have some uh, scores from around the Midwest Conference as we'll take a look at the new standings following today's action. And Lake Forest beats Cornell 40-7, to so Lake Forest moves to 3-0 and in conference play, 4-0 and overall. Ripon College, also 2-0 and coming into today. They get a narrow 23-21 to win over Illinois College scoring uh, late in that one and then holding off the Blue Boys at the end. So Rippon goes to 3-0. and They're also 4-0 overall. University of Chicago, no problems with Knox College getting a 50-14 to win. So the University of Chicago also moves to 3-0 and and 4-0 overall. And then the Scots getting their 62-6 to win. Lawrence, they're also 3-0. and So no change at the top in the Midwest Conference after today's action. Scott's 3-1 and overall after that way, Lawrence drops to 0-3 in conference play and 0-4 overall with the loss to a day. So now we'll try to get to your uh, final stats. That score update is brought to you by Security Savings Bank, part of your community, part of your life, member FDIC. Let's see if we can get some final stats up here for today's game, which is sponsored by country financial agent Ben Olson. Let Ben and the entire country team help you prepare for your future with insurance protection to achieve your financial goals. I'm not getting any uh, final stats up here. There we go. Team stats for, for both uh, teams today. Rushing yards, 155 yards for Mama, 76 on the ground for Lawrence. Uh, I knew they were probably not a ton over that 50-yard mark at 22 and a half, so 54 yards in the second half rushing for Lawrence. Uh, also passing the football, the Scots with 302. 20 of 20 in the first half between Carter Boyer and Riley Federer, and then one of two in the second half. So they, their perfection was stopped with a one of two performance in the second half. Just two passes thrown in the second half. Scott's just keeping it on the ground, trying to get out of this one healthy and on to next week's University of Chicago matchup. It'll be a classic one for Lawrence. They were 18 of 29. So uh, passing yards, 123 for Lawrence against 302 for Monmouth. Total yards on the day. 457 total yards for the Scots on offense and 199 for the Lawrence Vikings. We'll see what kind of individual stats we can have for you folks. See if I can get some individual stats punched up here. I don't know if we're going to get any or not. 
I don't see see any uh, warrant. Yeah, no individual stats. We'll talk about that Monday morning when we get a chance to talk to head coach Chad Braun. We always get a chance to talk to Coach Braun after ball games on the morning Monday morning morning show. So tune in at about eight twenty on AM thirteen thirty FM ninety four point one WRM. You can also hear Coach Braun every Monday morning at RadioMama.com live online or by downloading our free 1330 WREM app for your smartphone or tablet. Coach Braun recaps the ball game and also previews the upcoming one, and this should be a good one. It's going to be Monmouth College on the road at the University of Chicago. The Scots have beaten Chicago the last two times they've played. They're 5-9 and nine against Chicago all time. The last time they lost to Chicago was back in 1981, 22-21, so it's been a while. There's not a whole lot of meetings between now and then, but the Scots, uh, the Scots get a 40-37 to win last year in a classic, classic matchup between these two teams. It's going to be another fun one next week, and we'll have it right here on the Prairie Communications Sports Network. 12.40 will be the pregame start next Saturday, 1 o'clock kickoff. Uh, University of Chicago in Chicago. Scots on the road. That should uh, pretty much sum things up. Player of the game, brought to you by Clark and Glasgow Law Office, representing clients in a wide range of criminal defense matters. Visit ClarkandGlasgowLaw.com. And I'm not seeing uh, uh, any uh, individual stats here for uh, for either ball club. Uh, so we're just going to give this kind of a combined a combined player of the game, and we're going to give it to the Scott's offensive line uh, as a collective group. Uh, opening up huge holes for the run game. Plenty of pass protection for the quarterbacks to go 21 of 22 as a team amongst three different quarterbacks that played today, or the four different quarterbacks that played today for the Scots. So we're going to give a player of the game to the Scots offensive line today, and I'm pretty sure Coach Braun wouldn't have any any issue with that whatsoever. So handing out a bunch of game balls today to the – Scott's offensive line. That's going to bring our coverage to a close. We do have a, a final end for the United game. United picks up their first one of the season, and boy, they do it in convincing fashion. The United Red Storm beat Walter Christian Academy from Melrose Park, Chicago, uh, in the Chicagoland area, uh, 62 to nothing. The Red Storm putting on an offensive display today, 62 to nothing win over Walter Christian. That puts United at one and five overall, with three games left to play, and. Who knows if the Red Storm can run off three more wins, get to that four-win mark, and they'll have a ton of playoff points. Uh, who knows? Uh, maybe, a, maybe a record number of four-win teams that get in the playoffs this year, says uh, IHSA football expert Steve Susi. So maybe four wins will get the uh, get the get the Red Storm in, but they got to run off three more as well. So we'll have the Monmouth Roseville Titans. will be off next week. They have uh, their game against Riverdale was canceled with Riverdale not fielding a varsity football team this season. So the bye week and an automatic win for Monmouth Roseville. They'll go to 4-3. and three. Their, their playoff chances are still alive. And we'll have United football Friday night on the PCSN on AM 1330. Back on their normal station right here on AM 1330, FM 94.1, and then Scott's football on Saturday. So, folks, till then, uh, thank you to Tony Wyman for helping me out today on, on the broadcast. And thanks to Caden Rogers for engineering our broadcast today as well. I'm Sean Temple, 62-6. to Scott gets the win for Lawrence University. They are 3-0 in the Midwest Conference. Folks, have a great rest of your weekend.